is the Tiltcast, episode 390. Butt rub on his chest. You buddy. And this week, guys, we talk Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah. Salt Stain, Ritual of the Night, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, and Shortest Trip to Earth. Stay tuned. Spicy and smooth. Special sauce. I'm a little behind. Yeah, cracked you're a little can, behind. Cracked cans. Is that going to give you enough liquid well, there? Uh, I'm sure. It's uh, the Tiltcast. Yes. What's, yeah. what's today's date, Jason? Today's date is August 16th, 2019. Uh, yep, I'm Nuss. I'm Jason. I'm Gas. I'm Rusty. <laughs> and just so you know, this is an M-rated show, and you're going to get about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. And then after that, you're going to get some games and news. Uh, we just yep. aim to be ourselves on this. This is not edited for anybody's pleasure. Um, but <laughs> Rusty <laughs> has medicated for ours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you know why I have that? Uh, why? So when me and right. Jess were in a really new relationship, I was really paranoid about farting in the bed. <laughs> 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 Because you never know what you're going to do when you go to sleep. <laughs> so you take some gas X so you don't <laughs> fart in your sleep and ruin a relationship. <laughs> that's, that's why you have gas sex. Yes. That's why I have gas sex. <laughs> I've never thought about that. But then again, I mean, the, the worst thing you want to do. And I mean, you have to work yourself up to being able to fart in bed, I guess. Right. So. Uh, I mean, uh, you got to work yourself up to being able to just like bake an oven. <laughs> Pretty much. It's, it's the I don't worst. worry about it as much now, right? Well, it's just well, yeah. going to happen. I was like, you know, it's not like I actively fart on her, right? But if I fart in my like, sleep, boy. I fart in my sleep. <laughs> Whatever. And there have been a couple times where I've been half asleep and I'm just like, I'm just going to let it go. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Silent but oh, deadly. It's not silent. Oh, it's not silent? <laughs> no, I'm just worried she's going to wake it's up. It's the freaking, like, like so sheet rufflers. The yeah, it's just like, like, you know, the, the ones that wake you up. The blast assers. <laughs> You're like, well, my ass is hot. Ass cannons. Right. <laughs> my ass is hot. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, my ass I'm, is hot. I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 I cannot gauge that. <laughs> And you see, you wake up and you're like, oh, I must have, oh shit, I farted. Oh, oh. Did I shit the bed? Uh, that's my biggest fear, especially on keto. It's like, uh, do I trust this fart or do I not? Like, <laughs> you know, it, you're like, man, you, I really want to trust. You definitely don't trust it. I, I like, want to trust this fart, but man, it's not going to be a good time if it's not. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, I got to go. So, yeah. so on the news front, yeah. I'm just gonna. This is something that's just relevant to everything. Well, yeah. Um, a little bit of me and a whole lot of Trent is working on the site right now. Oh, sweet! Yep. Have the better internet connection. So for any kind of upload downloads, I'm doing that. I don't know what he's doing, but he is uh, working extremely hard. We've had some ups and downs this week on the podcast. Um, we're like three episodes behind. There's a reason for that. Remember, I told you guys August was going to be a month of like maintenance and work. Yes. That's what's going on. So by the time you catch up to this, we may like have posted like three episodes at once. Right. Um, working on Spotify and iTunes again, so this won't even be a big deal. I won't have to worry about the Twitter feeds as much or the Facebook feeds as much, and people can just listen at their leisure. Right. And they get notified when we have episodes, so it's not me notifying you or you having to follow us to find it. 
or or have yep. to go to our website specifically just to be able to listen to it. Hopefully, like, we're I realize on more that service. we're pretty fucking old, oh, yeah. and I've been doing this the old man way. And the thing is, is that most people don't do it that way. And the more I've no. uh, calibrated, as we should say, yeah. with literally any other podcast or any other human, they've asked me like, "Where's it on Spotify?" I was right? Like, oh, well, you you go to the website. Why would I go to the website? But. <laughs> Where's it on Spotify? Right. You, just, you, okay. Yeah, yeah I get problems. it. I get it. I yeah. get it. We've been too lazy with that. That's our fault. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. Automatic what, content no. delivery is key. So, we're getting to that age, finally. And you guys are going to have uh, like 390 episodes. This is the 390th episode. And then when wow. we were looking through our stuff, we realized that September 30th of 2010 was episode one. Wow. Right? Well, at least that's when we posted it on Twitter. Oh, well. So, but wow. Th- this set me on kind of a mission. Our first episode, Rusty's. Yes. And myself was 104. Oh, you've been hunting this whole time? Oh, really? I've been hunting this. 104? 104. So you guys got in in 2012? Wow. Yep. Was that about when that was? Yep. Was it was it our, uh, bo- like both of our first episodes? That was when, or? That was yes. when your red shirt cherries popped. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was that, really that dry. Was, uh, the fr- if I remember correctly, oh my god, you're really scared of talking. I was sitting in. I, I remember the actual setup. It was at you my know at, at the other apartment. We had it all set up at the coffee table. I was sitting on the fucking floor, Indian style, and I was staring directly at the microphone and afraid of it completely. And Trent like, and I had to drag everything out of you. I'm like, I don't want to talk. I really don't. Just, <laughs> Justin would ask you a question, and Trent and I would have to barrage you until uh, it came out, until uh, the answer you, came out. Do you out. like video games? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> one one word answers. Yes. But then somehow we started talking about Borderlands 2 and his Gunzerker build, and he well, came to life. Well, I mean, I really, I really love Gunzerker. I just, oh boy. But, you know, that's pretty cool because we can do the, when we do our anniversary episode, we can talk Borderlands again. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, that's, you know, Borderlands it's 3 coming is out in coming September. out. Yeah. Coming um, out in September. And, I mean, I've seen A lot seen of history some... of this show with Borderlands. I mean, yeah, a lot of disappointment is. with pre-sequel. A lot of, uh, not nearly as good as the other two, for yeah, sure. True. But. Two was kind of their crowning achievement for I... Gearbox as a whole. Oh, yeah. I mean, as a whole, yeah, I've been following uh, Borderlands since you know before the first one came out. I remember, I, I remember the initial uh, you know images that they put out for the original Borderlands, having it being photorealistic backgrounds and you know and Call of Duty style guns, and I'm like, well, okay. And then they went and fucking took some acid and said, "We're making this game instead." And I'm like, I'm down. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I want it. Uh, so, yeah, that's still a thing. I think one, if memory serves me, it came out in 09. Something uh, like that. Something like that. Yeah, Maybe was, 2010. Yeah, it's, it's some, somewhere around and there. A few years remember. later, they released two, which right. wasn't that much different than one. No, but No, but enough. they made all the improvements they needed to make. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pre-sequel they, was pretty out there, and I'm just hoping three isn't completely... Fucked. What I've seen of it so far. Now, mind you, it's not out yet, and some creators have gotten their hands on it, and I've watched maybe like ten minutes of you know of gameplay on it. Uh, and uh, what I've seen so far, I'm liking. 
I'm liking quite a bit. Uh, of course, the gameplay that they you know that they're showing off is really early levels with the shit guns that you get you know you know at the beginning of the game and really heavily scripted playthrough i'm pretty sure it's oh i mean mean, they only have so much right to show but they've played around with some of the other characters and you know i i am actually really enjoying what where they're going with some of these characters like they've got They've got the right personalities. I was worried because the vault, you know, the new vault hunters were like, uh, I don't know. These guys just don't have a thing, right? They have things. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm probably going to play the uh, the heavily Irish dude. Uh, <laughs> I think it may be a, well, it's an Epic Store exclusive. I don't know if I'm going to play it on console or not. Uh, might... It's on console. I mean, no, it's going to be on console, but I don't know if I'm going to play it on console. Oh or no, I'm going to. Well, I'm, I'm definitely play on, picking it up on Xbox. That's... I'm playing it on PC. I, I have. It may to. be one of the ones I pick up on Steam when it comes out on a sale later or something like that. Well, I, I have to, and I'm not worried about the Epic Store bullshit. I I'm really not either. Not, it's more but... for me just who. There's nobody I know on Epic Store except for Jake and Travis, and that's it. And me, and I don't even have you added as a friend on there. Well, fuck you then. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> it's not that, that personal. I have nothing multiplayer. Well, that ends. I mean, I'm up at the exact opposite hours you are, so I'm not really looking forward to playing multiplayer. In fact, I've always really played Borderlands solo. I have too, but I like playing co-op occasionally. Yeah, and I have some good memories of playing it co-op. Yeah, and and it is it is fun co-op. But I remember the original Borderlands where we were trying, you know, we were trying real hard to. You know, to get a full game of co-op going. And I remember, like, oh, my God, trying to track quests oh, was yeah. so fucking stupid. Because you're like, okay, who's not uh, this far ahead into the story? Who needs to do this quest first? And then you had to, re- you know, like, memorize the entirety of the fucking quest line to figure out, oh, yeah, I've done that. And, you know, Rusty hasn't done that. Or Jason hasn't done that. Or something like that. So... They have to start the game so that they're on the right quest and everybody else will join their game. It was a clusterfuck. It was really a fucking clusterfuck. I'm sure and I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure this many years later they've figured out that as many other games have already figured that out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure that they have, you know, that it scales to the uh you know, the the lowest you know, the lowest person instead of the highest person, but or whoever is the host. But Still, that that stuck with me, and I played the entirety of Borderlands 2, and I played pre-sequel, even if it was kind of shit. Uh, I played that all the way through, and I played that solo as well. And I've just gotten used to playing these games solo. I just That's just the way it is anymore. But... So, backing up just a hair, uh, Rusty, you've been up to anything this week? Oh, boy. I mean, anything interesting? Anything interesting? I mean, you want me to talk about fucking video games? I can talk about video. Oh, we'll games. go into that in a minute. Uh, but like, just normal bullshit. Yeah, oh. the bullshit section. I think this week will be short. The the, the yeah. bullshit for this week. I mean, not really. I mean, I, ta- I I found out that I am actually losing the guy that I'm working with, but that's that's here and over there. Really, it's just a work thing. So, uh, I've really just not gotten any fucking sleep at all this week because of the game section. So, <laughs> well that's uh, good. I mean, 
that, that outside is of good. that, I'm fucking boring because I work and I fucking play video games, which is really exciting to me. So, Jason, do you have anything interesting you did this week? Not not too terribly much. Uh, we watched Detective Pikachu. Oh, you, oh fuck yeah. I, I, I mean, I, now that I fucking think about it, now I'm like watching fucking movies acts as bullshit, I guess. Uh, fucking you watched Detective Pikachu. Of course, I did too, but yeah. I didn't talk about it on last week's show because I fucking forgot about it. Uh, is and that weird? It Well... How how did you feel? How did you feel? So, the way I feel about the movie is over overall. If you if you uh, um, don't think about the Pokemon too hard and just think about the base story, it's a fairly basic story. <laughs> uh, but it's don't think about a Pokemon in a Pokemon movie, right? Uh, um, that makes, that makes I mean it's sense. it's a it's a pretty standard like come into your own like wait it's not twisty story. it's not twisty no it's not, it's not twisty. very twisty um uh, you, did you see the twist coming like i did stop Dark. oh yeah i saw that like way early so here's my experience with the movie okay it's it started with uh uh with the kids watching it with with a babysitter right so, uh-huh. And I come into the house at the tail end of it. Oh, well, okay. That kind of ruins the twist there, I guess. Right. So I'm watching like the last 30 minutes of this movie. And I call the fucking twist without having any context beforehand, <laughs> okay? Be like, oh, that's a thing. And yes. I actually say it out loud. And, and people are like, and the adult the who's up. been sitting there watching it the whole whole time and ten year old go, No way and I'm like Uh it's that and then you're yeah. like fifteen minutes later, I told you so. And then five minutes later, lo and behold, yeah. I was right. Okay. Um bad story. <laughs> predictable story. Predictable. I wouldn't say bad. It's, it's, it's predictable. It's bad. Um <laughs> I mean, I watched Screen Rant's uh, pitch meeting for uh, for uh, <laughs> Detective Pikachu, and it fucking nails every bit of it. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the pitch meetings anyway because I mean, yeah, they're uh, very they're they're that's super easy, barely an inconvenience. Yeah, they are, <laughs> um, but I will say um, the movie did do a do a couple of things right um the pokemon don't look completely stupid so yeah uh um, so they I did mean, the cgi some, for the for some the of them look kind of like plushies well but aside from that jigglypuff is supposed to <laughs> um, uh i i was very critical of the charizard uh, the Charizard looked like he had plastic skin, and I'm a well. I I watch a lot of I've watched almost every movie that includes a dragon of some sort, and I know Charizard's not a dragon type. You can fucking sit yourself down, but I can I can say that they did do the scarring on him, you know, to make him a unique character, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but the whole thing, that whole 
<laughs> well, yeah, the, there's there's a couple things about that scene that I was like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Right. Uh, you know, and there's um, a lot of the movie that doesn't make any goddamn sense. So, it, yeah, and that's true. And that's going to be true for uh, for anyone who doesn't know any of the context period. But I'll say this. It's entertaining enough to be enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it speaks to the red and blue crowd because it's a lot of red and blue care, you know, Pokemon. Yeah. So, um, but you can definitely, it will definitely lose you if you're not in the mood. Uh, I mean, I obviously was in the mood to watch it because I ended up buying it, uh, cause I was not waiting to fucking rent it and it was available for digital release before DVD was actually out, which by about a week and a half or so or something like that, which was weird. But I saw it on the store shelf at Walmart as a uh, as a digital copy, but I couldn't find any fucking DVDs. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I looked it up online and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's available for digital release first. I'm not a big fan of this. This is not, right. a, you know, not a uh, trend that I really want to see happening because, I mean, I would have picked it up on DVD, you know, uh, or I would have waited for it to come out on Redbox, but I was impatient. I wanted to watch the fucking movie, so I spent 20 bucks online because why did I do this? It's right. now a part of my YouTube library. Well, and you can buy my movies on YouTube. Did you know that? I did not know that. You can buy movies on YouTube, and I was like, Yeah, I, that's been a thing for a while. I know, but but I've never, I, I mean, I've rented movies on YouTube, but I've never actually purchased them. I guess it's logical, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I own it, and I can watch it again if I wanted to, but why? <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. The, um, the one Pokemon that needed to look completely badass yeah. did. Of course. I um, mean, Mewtwo looks like a complete badass. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, Mewtwo is, well, they, they did they did more work on YouTube and Pikachu, and the fact that Pikachu is actually, you know, the title character of the movie, really, uh, they needed to make him work out, and I say him because Ryan Reynolds. Um, but... Like discount Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was important that Pikachu was actually kind of a believable character, uh, and that they did well with his character model. Because I mean, you know, this is being directly tied to the new Sonic movie. Like as far as you know, comparison for CGI characters, especially game characters, if they could do Pikachu right, they for sure could do fucking Sonic right. But yeah. Sonic is an abomination. I know that they went back to the drawing board for fucking, you know, Sonic. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen any anything new for Sonic, so Oh, I'm just gonna go back to the the graphic art graphics artists and the fucking you know CGI artists for Sonic's you know uh Sonic's movie need to look at the fan art that some you know some of them just spent fucking, you know 30 to uh, 30 minutes to an hour fucking you know going over one still image and correcting it you know and making 
the right changes to make Sonic the character that he is in the games, right, and still make it believable for you know, you know for a show, uh, for for a movie. You know, if they took that direction, the Sonic movie won't be terrible. I'm sure it's still going to be terrible because I mean, it, yeah, yeah, but you have to look at it this way. Um, Detective Pikachu is probably the first video game movie that didn't outright flop. Like if you look back at all the, all the video game movies that weren't animated because animated is not counting. This is all live action, you know, live action movies. Detective Pikachu is the only one that hasn't flopped. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a great movie. A lot of that's the kid element, right? Uh, It's not the, it's, it's not that I think, there's a couple uh, a couple elements to this movie that you know that are big pluses. They did the CGI right, even though some some of the scenes were a little over the top, uh, and uh, they actually got good voice acting for it. I mean, Ryan Reynolds kind of sounds like a disembodied voice sometimes, but you can kind of like still see Ryan Reynolds's character in Pikachu as he's delivering the lines. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could kind of see like the sarcasm come through, and you know, and yeah. those those things, those touches, the voice acting of Ryan Reynolds and the you know the CGI artists that made the Pikachu, uh, they meshed really well, which made a very believable character, and um, I think that's that's the key to the success there. I mean, that and they ended up getting the original voice actor for Pikachu to say the actual Pikachu lines, uh, like the very cutesy, you know, Pikachu lines. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do the Pika Pika thing. Um, right. <laughs> but I think that the, you know, that the movie can stand, you know, if it's, it's standing up and it is, at least an example of what they could do going forward for video game movies. Oh yeah. I mean, they can improve upon that, but they, you know, that learn from what detective Pikachu did right and move forward. Yeah. Oh no, I totally agree, but I'll say this. The movie's not so much of a bust that it's unwatchable. It is entertaining. Um, it, they tried very hard to, keep it kid friendly yeah i mean um, ryan tried real hard to keep it kid friendly <laughs> i mean uh, uh, you got to be honest everything about the story was was perfectly pg but ryan could have said one fucking thing one thing and right. it would have gone pg-13 or red <laughs> yeah um but i'll say uh the overall it, my biggest problem was absence of certain Pokemon I would have liked to see in a couple of the scenes. What? You know, I mean, you got the you, big three, so what? which one did you want to see? You, you totally missed the perfect opportunity for an Onyx in there. Yeah, yeah um, but there's, there's a, I mean, yeah, they didn't have a whole lot of Earth-type there, Pikachu. There so. were more... There were some more obscure Pokemon in there than there were the mainstream ones. 
so I wanted just like a cameo of Mew. Yeah. Like he didn't want to, you know, you, I mean, I know that Mew 2 was the big fucking, you know, like the, the big star, like the, as the, you know, as the bad guy, as he always really plays. Uh, but a cameo of Mew would have been perfect. Just like pop in, you know, you blink and you miss it situation in a background scene someplace. You know, I yeah. I was looking, couldn't find it. So, but I mean, overall, it's a good movie, especially if if you have kids. Yeah, it, it's it's not mind numbing. Yeah. Uh, by any means, it's. I mean, if you're a Pokemon fan, of course, it's a no brainer. You should probably watch this. So, yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't completely destroy the Pokemon franchise. And the Mister Mime scenes are pretty cool. <laughs> the Mr. Mime scenes were like the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Right. Yeah. So I mean um but it's a it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um otherwise it's just video games for me. Yeah. I uh now, now that I think about it, now you're like, oh, cinema. I'm like, oh cool. I did some things. I have uh Netflix binged watched a show accidentally. Um uh, there was a uh, a show that uh, popped on the Netflix just recently about uh, that's called uh, Woo Woo Assassin, Woo Assassins. I'm like, okay, watch the you know like the one or you know one or two minute the like trailer. little trailer, right? And it's about a chef. Uh, I mean, Chinese American or Indige- Chinese Indonesian American chef. Got to be that's perfect. Not confusing, right? Uh, that, you know, that attains a mystical power in a back alley, um, which is not some form of drug. Uh, that is, you know, that makes him an assassin uh, for, uh, you know, these elemental warlords. And, you, and they, he has to hunt down and kill them. But he constantly tells himself he's not a killer and it has everything to do with like you know Chinatown and the triads and you know and, and the and the fact that there's 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 a whole balled up story there but I'm like it's a really weird premise you take a chef out of a kitchen in Chinatown who's you know you know got a mixed heritage anyway and then you just like throw him into this you know uh, the this mystical thing that comes out of fucking left field. Like it really does. You're mm-hmm. watching the show and you're like, I'm really digging the fact that they're, you know, they're making a, sh- you know, uh, a martial arts show. Uh, and the main dude is a chef yeah, that makes, that makes sense in my head because you know, the precision, right. And then the mystical thing comes out of the fucking left field, like pff, way out of left field. Uh, I, if you like the martial arts, uh, if you like, you know, martial arts shows, it's got some really good fight scenes in it. Like, really good fight scenes. I've seen this online, so it's not my thought. But after I watched it, I looked up, you know, I, I watched, you know, looked at the reviews for it. And they're like, this is what Iron Fist should have been. Hmm. Uh, and then the other thing was, uh, <laughs> if there was a mystical dragon available in this you know, in this uh, series, you would probably see the fight. 
which was digging at Iron Fist not showing the fight between, you know, <laughs> be- between him and the dragon. So uh, that was uh, it, it is a good it is a good show. A lot of the obvious American characters somehow know Kung Fu, though. So it makes it you have to kind of set your brain aside for a few of the scenes, but if it makes it it makes it better <laughs> it makes it better to uh you know to just go and watch uh a a good uh you know kung fu show and they could improve upon it but it's you, it's definitely worth you know you did a really good job keeping your point going while watching Justin adjust his pants i i, I was trying <laughs> I was trying not to look. You were meat gazing over there. Well, the thing is, is that my pants were so tight, I was starting to, or my my belt was so tight, I was starting to lose feeling in my legs. That's why I stood up, and I was like, "I got to do something. I'm going to lose my legs due to fat. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna fall right off." So, if you can, uh, you know, if you can stand it, I don't know how I ended up getting through the entirety of the episodes. Uh, all of the episodes, like eight or nine episodes or something like that. But uh, when when I made uh, when I make a you know a good dinner, I normally sit down and try to find something on Netflix. And if it's a show, I generally bitch watch the entirety of the fucking show for some reason. Um, and see, I'm just the exact opposite. What happens with me, like dinner tonight, right? I made myself some wangs and uh, got through them as fast as possible, and then. Went directly into video games? No, I actually, by the time I was done, uh, Jason was coming in. Ah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I mean, I did bacon-wrapped chicken breasts uh, that night, and I was like, you know what? I want I want a decent show. Let's see what I can find. And then this popped up, and I'm like, fuck it. I'll give it a, a shot. Like, I'll give every season at least the first episode, right? somehow just sat back and like you know binged it the entire way through and i'm like okay well this was fine where did the last nine hours go (laughs) what show was that again what was that again yeah so you know obviously it made an impact because it was the very first thing i talked about uh Uh, it wasn't hot um but yeah you know give it a try i mean it's it's at least worth the 45 minutes for the first episode. Uh, you'll definitely see where I'm talking about as far as like the whole left field thing, but you, it, it is worth it. At least the first episode. What you can was choose the name again. Oh my God. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Woo assassins. Woo assassins. Okay. So, I mean, all I did this week was uh barbecue like fucking crazy. So oof. getting started with a website and me and Trent, kind of game plan and what we're doing with the site involved barbecue so well, of course i mean you got made like a, a pound of uh barbecue bologna like the good stuff oh, i was yeah. doing the beef bologna and then uh made some a rack of ribs for me and him yeah. and then we piled through that pretty quickly and then of course earl wanted ribs at work so oh, yeah. i brought him i brought him leftover ribs oh well okay and then um Let's see how i write me and another guy at work decided we were going to make a bunch of ribs for the work group. Okay. So me, you guys might remember Randy H. I'll just leave it at that. Right. Um, he wanted to make do a rib day on Thursday, and so that meant 
Wednesday. So I haul ass back here and do my best to get decent ribs in about five hours. Wow. So I had, you know, the fire wasn't even ready till about 745. So I got done making ribs a little after midnight. And they weren't my best, but they definitely weren't my worst. Right. They weren't my And then our mutual friend Mike um, was going to throw in on some bologna. So he wanted me to get some chub. As he yeah, said. Yeah. So I went and got a chub, which a chub is about a $6 bologna versus right. we were having a minor argument about this. He's like, there's no way where mine is a buck twenty-five a pound for that chub that yours that's like $5 a pound is that much better. It's like, well, I think so. I did make a pretty decent bologna, though. Yeah. Um, so we used my butt rub on his chub, and then on his chub we used his special sauce that we used that to make That is a the- sentence right there. <laughs> Holy shit! Is that a sentence? It's uh, it's his sauce is pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow! I used my butt rub on his chub, and he used his special sauce. I gotta write this down. <laughs> butt rub on his chub. And so his what I'm sauce. kidding is, so his special Justin sauce Justin doesn't easy. mind rub, rubbing his butt on chubs. Nah, he's got a special butt rub. Just remember that. So all it is is it's just brown sugar, mustard, Worcestershire, and soy sauce. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. But yeah, I made I made that. Worcestershire. I made two racks of ribs, a five-pound chub, and then Randy brought in three racks of ribs, like St. Louis-style ribs. That was all. My stuff was gone by about noon. And his stuff was gone by about three. Like, they just fucking devoured it. And we got, what did we get when we walked in? I'm giving you shit here in two weeks. (laughs) We got bumpkiss. Bumpkiss. Not a a goddamn thing. I didn't even get a reach around. Uh, So, either way, um, you guys are. respect. I mean, hey, at least somebody's chub got rubbed. (laughs) Somebody's chub did get rubbed a lot. I kept reapplying. But yeah, I smoked a bunch of food, and uh, it was delicious, and we had a good old barbecue work, so that went really well. That that sounds fantastic. Cost uh, me a little more than I expected, but well, whatever. Yeah. It was worth it. I can't do this every month, but... Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to have we're gonna have our thing, right? So, you know, yeah. I, I need to uh, find right. a way to actually get here... Next weekend. ...with enough time. Is oh, it is next, it next week? weekend? Holy shit. Yeah. Holy Saturday. shit. I'm going to need to go. I actually set up the event, but I've invited everybody already. Yeah. need to go and get me some brats. Now, yeah. uh, Trent was asking about that, if you were going to bring brats. Wow. Trent's already asking for my brats. Got it. Matt said he'd throw in some money on some of the food, too. Like, Sweet. He's like, he really wants cornbread for some reason. Well, like, that's a whole dollar. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know... There's a couple like of different we ways I can make it at our Dark Souls night the other night, and he's like, Dark "I'm just Souls. getting hungry just thinking about it. I want, he's like, I want some cornbread, and then I don't care what you barbecue, you just barbecue." Not me this time. It's, Stop it, dog. She's she's wagging that tail. Come here. <sighs> Come here, Lola. Lola, you need to stay out of the cable jungle over here. All right. She's happy. She's very happy. She's not biting. She's very happy. She's being a good puppy. I just need her to you know to calm down. So but, so yeah, that's that's really all I did. I wanna say, um I've got I showed you guys a little bit of this. One of the 
intermediate games between a lot of stuff right now that I'm playing is, uh, you know, while doing a lot of like chores, man, I mowed the lawn on, I guess was the hottest day of the year. Yeah. Did not know that. Um, not a good idea. I couldn't feel the sweat on the bottom of my feet. It was so hot. Oh, Jesus. Um, I, I yeah. ended up taking like three or four breaks. It took me three hours to mow the lawn. It was no. so fucking hot. And yeah. I didn't, I wasn't checking the temperature or nothing. I didn't realize the heat index was like 118. Yeah. What the hell were you doing outside? Cutting that grass. Wow. Um, Cutting the grass. I mean, I was really excited. I got to like a, this is, this is old man excitement, right? And you get a new weed eater head, <laughs> right? And I was looking for the right weed eater head. I got one of those things with like 110 gauge wire. <laughs> Welcome you know? to the Agent Gamer podcast. And, you know, it had the spindles on it where it had the little loopy loop thing. That, you know, it spins and it breaks shit. Anyways, no, I got a weed eater head that just annihilates all the grass in my yard. Wow. So that was really fun. You were very... It's really fun. Wow. It's like an achievement. Hey. Obviously. Um, but yeah, I want to speak a little bit. I want to back and forth about games a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, since we got that to talk about. I want to talk about one of the bigger ones. Um, What's that? Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Yeah, I saw that. It came out on my birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm older now. Yeah, well, uh, you're like 38. Yeah, but still... I'm I'm practically retirement age for fucking video games, so definitely not your your <laughs> retirement age for pro gamer. Definitely retirement age for pro gamer. I could not ninja right now, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I showed you guys a little bit of, of that yeah. um, as you were walking in, and here's the deal with Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. If you don't remember, the original Rebel Galaxy was a broadside space combat shooter, which I thought was fucking. It was it pretty was great. great. Yeah. I'm like, this is a unique take. I'll take it. Well, and I was watching a lot of interviews. I got pretty obsessed with the pregame for that because the developer did a lot of Let's Plays. He even does a, this is how to play the game video. Like, he did everything. But there's right. about five people on that team. Right. It's a really small team, and especially with the quality of work, I'm really surprised. Um, so, Rebel Galaxy, the original, is a broadside combat game where you pick up random missions. You had a central story that you were following. It's all pretty much voice acted, but you kind of went station to station, picking up missions, destroying pirates, blowing up stations, whatever, you know, like there was a lot of, it was a very combat centric game. It had a a pretty decent Space Cowboy soundtrack, and then they went in and did a, uh, a create your own custom soundtrack perimeter. Yep. Uh, they did that in this game too, but the perspective is a lot different. They were saying they released original Rebel Galaxy that was right when Elite Dangerous was coming out. It was right when No Man's Sky was coming out. They're like, if we release a Starfighter game it's right gonna now, get lost. it's going to get lost, so we're going to create something unique, oh my which God. is what they did. It's and... awkward. What? So I'm still on my back episode quest, and I found Drew's test episode. Oh, boy. Oh, awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Drew was on the show? Once. Once. <laughs> she was in my apartment? Once. Once. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> One twenty-three. Yeah, I didn't. I was here. Uh, you guys are. In, I'm a sidebar for a second. You yeah. guys have been for a pretty pleasant surprise. We're gonna have all of this stuff available. Way, 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 way back. There yeah. might be yeah. an episode or two missed after I was really reviewing it, but we've got. There's not 390 episodes. There's really about almost 400. Right. There was there's a lot of bonus episodes, a lot of part twos, especially in the early days. Yep. Um, 
you guys come in on what episode again? Uh, 104 was our first one, but then it's like 20 to 25 episodes before we're back again. We used to do the same because we had a lot of guests on the show to fill in spots, and I had a rotating list of a ton of people. Like, there's Rex, there's Drew, there's... uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the there's other ones. There's me, there was Matt, My, there was Scott, there was Scott was Victor. a regular for a while. Right. Victor was on occasionally. Yeah, there was a huge list of rotating, we called them red shirts because they were in and out a lot. Yeah. Um, you guys are the only ones that stuck around. But, um, yeah, in the early days, with it was me, Trent, and Holly that really did the show. But a whole rotating cast around that. Right. You'll yeah, hear for- Andrew early, 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 early on. And then we've had people rotate on and off. I yeah. mean, John from Carousel's been on here a few times. Yep. Yeah, we first, Rusty and I first guessed 104. I showed back up, uh, just found it, 124. And then it was about another 12 episodes before Rusty was regular. Yeah, and it goes, the crazy thing about all that shit is crazy. there's just so many different personalities in the show. And then the quality of the show changes so much. And we've had a couple... Yeah. We've had a couple episodes that were crazy fucking episodes where we tried to cram like eight people around a fucking microphone. <laughs> we're gone yes. of those days. I think it'll be difficult for us to figure out how to incorporate additional people at this time, I think. Well, I've got to share some mics and stuff. I've got some ideas if we needed to do yeah. it, but it's going to be fun. If we absolutely had to, we could reincorporate the snowball back in. There, there's ways around it. We'll set up the kitty table with the, yeah. <laughs> with the snowball. <laughs> <laughs> it's it'd be hard to find five more mics of this quality and in my budget. It's definitely not within my budget anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, long story short, um, yeah, there's a lot going on in the, behind the scenes. But back to Rebel Galaxy. Yeah. Um, Outlaw is a single cockpit shooter. I don't know why she's licking the wall. Can you like snag her or something? Just grab her tail. There we go. You do not need to be eating wall. Okay. She's just uh, licking wall. It's just, it's just like, oh, I like paint chips. <laughs> You're an idiot sometimes. She's a puppy. She's great. Um, but yeah, like the, uh, so it's a Starfighter game. There's 21 hours of music. 21 hours um so, it's got you can turn off the you can and, turn off the stations which include commentary good music well and it's a pretty big variety right it's it's kind of like uh gta music is what i was looking at is like there's like a latin station yeah. there's a classical station there's a kind of a harder edge station there's a space cowboy station and then the central music that's not on a station is all space cowboy stuff right I guess the main one of the the main guy that streams everything is from Austin, so it kind of makes sense. Well, that and they took a lot of. I mean, the even the a original lot of a lot of inspiration from like from uh, Firefly. Firefly for sure. I mean, the the very first game, the Rebel Galaxy, basically had the Firefly fucking sound down pat. Well, it was just unfortunate that there was only like four or five tracks, and it, it kept going. Over yeah, and over. but you could set custom paths for all that stuff, and I did. Um, which expands that I did a ridiculous amount. And I know there's like, when I was looking at it, it said set a folder for this track, a set a folder for this thing, right? Yes. And it has, I don't remember what the original one was, but I want to say there's like seven or eight different paths you can set right now. Yep. So like battle music, you could set a folder, right? Like I could set it to like fucking, 
All I kinds of stuff. Man. Yeah, I mean, just go nuts. I could just put infinite annihilator for every time that I go into a battle scene. If that's, that's what I want to do, that's what I got. For every time I want to go something slow, maybe I can just put it on like Fugazi or something. Like it's just every time that I'm in a star, sh- yeah, I don't know, right? Like it right. Could, I'm not the guy that ever came up with a lot of lists for stuff. I always did I, albums, but I did. But you got it's got a list where you can create a playlist too. Yeah, and and the original Rebel Galaxy, I. You know, I was like, okay, the Firefly music was, you know, it was all right, but it was this, you know, uh, get into a, you know, combat situation, which happened a lot. It was the same thing over and over again. And it started getting a little jarring after a while. I'm like, okay, I need something completely different. And I spent maybe a half an hour with my, you know, with my MP3 library. And I said, you know what? I'm looking for, you know, something that's kind of chill between you know, battles and then get, you know, get amped up for the battles. And then they do a good transition between the two. Like it'll fade out and fade the next one in. And, uh, it's not, you know, it's not like a jarring change to MP3s. Uh, so I did, you know, I want to say about a half an hour to an hour of just going through, checking it out, putting things into the right folders. And I still have my rebel galaxy playlist folder. So, if I, you know, all I have to do is just basically update that with some of the newer titles that I've, you know, that's come out since Rebel Galaxy's come out, you know, with a little bit higher energy and boom, I'm good. I even edited some of the, you know, some of like the, uh, you know, how, you know, uh, an EDM song will normally have like an intro and an outro where they're the first minute is just basically a lead up. Uh, yeah. I edited some of the the intros out so that it would just go right into the energy if I needed it for a fight scene. You know, I do the sound editing for the show, so I might as well use some of the tools I've got, right? And it's really not that hard to chop an MP3. So, uh, so I was like, okay, I did this, and to this day, the soundtrack for uh, for Rebel Galaxy is my soundtrack. Fuck, I didn't think about this. Somebody I looked at. You know, my ADD kicked in. I was right. looking for playlists for this game. Yeah. Somebody has all the Battlestar Galactica battle scene music for all of their combat music. Perfect. There's about 15 or 20 tracks of drums. There you go. That would be... That would be perfect. That would be very perfect. Yeah. But, yeah, like... Uh, <laughs> it's just drums, though. <laughs> yeah. But the... Uh, anyways, the, the game kind of goes back and forth between combat, trading... Um, rescuing, and then there's a central story, and a lot of there's no levels per se, right? Like it's all different um, systems. Really, the the hook there is you're constantly doing things to get money to upgrade your ship, right? So, like the ship you guys saw is like the first tier ship I could get. I put about six hours into it, probably. Yeah. That's about what I can get since uh, Tuesday night. Wow. Between now and you know about a couple couple hours a night. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was able to get in about six hours and I've got it upgraded pretty well. Um, but anyways, that's the things that make it way different is you've got a first and third person view, which is kind of cool. You can decorate the inside of the ship. Apparently somehow the, on some of the side quests, there's a way to get unlock different ships. And as you get to new systems, you unlock a di- few different ships, right? Um, they are extremely customizable as rusty saw. I teabagged the front of my ship. <laughs> so, we have a secret group, and our logo is the You've Been Teabagged, Mr. T uh, <laughs> image from yes. the internet. Yes. Anyways, um, so I put that all over my fucking ship. 
Right. I just imported the image real quick and then just painted it on my ship. Yeah, it has a, uh, a, a stencil, stencil feature. Yeah, so you can just pick up a you know any image that you want, throw it in there, and the uh, the interface for it kind of like looks Photoshop like Photoshop Light. Yeah, Photoshop Light or GIMP or if, whatever you're used to. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I use Photoshop, and I looked at it and I'm like, that looks kind of like a, a pared down version of Photoshop. It's like a full, a pretty full feature, like layer support and Right, yeah. Dodge and blur and so, all sorts of things. And you can even pull out the texture map for the entire ship, and it pulls it out in an exploded view, and you can paint individual pieces of the ship. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, that makes... You can also print these out in 3D, so you can... S- create your ship and then print it out in 3D. And then have it sent to you, which when I get a cool enough ship, I'm totally doing that. Oh, wow. That's... I haven't looked at the prices for it yet. Oh, yeah, I remember him saying that. I remember him saying that, uh, that you could make a little uh, 3D model of your that ship. That is and... one way that I will definitely support that uh, company. Oh, for sure. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember him ta- you know, talking about the stencil thing. Now that I think about it, I mean, I watched a lot of the developer interviews and, you know, just him in a sound room like we are, right? Uh, and uh, he just went over all of the different things that you could do in uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. And uh, the uh, the ship customization was pretty crazy, you know, the amount of stuff on there. I think the, there was a the, YouTube video that I watched uh, not too long ago that said the uh, uh, the TTP for, uh, for ships is really low. And... You know, he paused for a second and he says, uh, TTP, uh, time to penis. Uh, the amount of time it takes to get a penis on your ship is really small. Because <laughs> you can literally paint it on if you want to. Um, the uh, Just a number of different, like, customizations. Like, there was, I mean, you could you could write on your ship, you know, just in the Photoshop you know, little thing, just do whatever you want, uh, which is a, uh, you know, it's a customization tool that I wish was in more, uh, ship sims. Like, right. You know, I understand that elite dangerous makes money off their microtransactions for, you know, for their ship skins, but <laughs> being able to customize things, uh, I guess to this level is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I like, guess it probably wouldn't work so well for a, uh, uh, for an online game, but, uh, this being single player, perfect. Yeah, it's not quite ready yet. They said that the company they used um, got bought out by another company for 3D printing. Oh, of course. So they're in the middle of fixing that so that you can do that. I don't know how much it's going to be, right? Like, if it's $100 to print it, I'm not going to do it. But if it was, like, 25 bucks or something, I probably would. I mean, even if you can export the uh, the thing so that you could... Uh, you know, you could just print the wireframes and then, you know, be able to print the decal sheet. Like you've got the, you've already got the exploded view of the texture map, right? So if you could, uh, if you could print the wireframe uh, of the ship and then print the decals and apply your own decals to it, you know, anybody with a 3D printer could do it as long as it's exported, you know, in the right file type, you know, so... There's a lot of options there. You don't necessarily have to, you know, wait for somebody to do it. If you don't have a 3D printer, that's an option. But, you know, I'm sure that there is a way where somebody will mod it in that you can get a uh, 
uh, a 3D printer file, whatever it is, MakerBot or whatever, uh, right. f- for your uh, uh, for your stuff. But the things that I think that are pretty cool about the game, I'll say that it took me a while to get used to this. You really can't completely just blindly fire at stuff and expect to like actually do very well. I've noticed that I've had to manage power a lot more than I thought I would. Okay. So just like understanding you need a good power core for the ship because you need to be able to reroute power to shields appropriately. You need to be able to, um, on the fly, kind of switch power to engines to jet out of a situation to get back in. It has kind of an auto-aim feature that's kind of neat, so it's like an auto-follow feature. It's not quite auto-aim. So what it does is when you lock onto something that's in your view, you can hold down left trigger, and your ship will automatically adjust speed and turn and things like that for it, but you still have to manually aim within, uh, let's say, a... Uh, a small, a, a decent sized radius in the middle of the screen. You're still with projectile weapons leading the ship and firing and things like that. Right. Um, it's still not baby mode, but it completely supports a full on fuck you mode. There's also zero point turning in that, or not zero point. There's a, what is that called? The flight assist off situation. Basically, you hold down B and uh-huh. then you continue to move in whatever momentum, no matter how you turn. Right. Um, which is pretty cool. Newtonian for physics. Newtonian physics. So you can totally pull some Battlestar moves in that game, which is pretty cool. I didn't really get a chance to show it off, so I didn't really need to. Right. But there's been situations where I've ran into ships that outturn me, and it comes into incredibly uh, useful. Yeah. You just continue going in one direction, but you can flip that stuff off and still be able to do your... Like, basically, you just hold down B and hit boost and, like, tilt the stick back, and you flipped around as forward... And now you're facing a ship that's fighting you. Yep, and you're 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 moving. No longer in, running. You're, well, you you're are moving running, in, but you're you're flying backwards. Right, you're flying backwards. So you're you're moving in a, a negative thrust, but you know negative. But then you can boost hour. out of it and make some really crazy maneuvers. Right, but the that feature is really cool. Pulse I like G's. I like the. I like the third-person view, too. It's actually easier to aim in first-person, but it's a little bit cluttered in the cockpits. Yeah. Um, at least the ones I've gotten so far. But the cockpits are really cool for when you insult the enemy and she flips them off and things like that. The main character, <laughs> it's a prequel to the prior game, so you're following your aunt's quest, basically, in the first game, which sounds kind of weird. Well. But then you play her in this, and she is like a 40-something like female protagonist badass who's a space pilot. Um, you do not customize that character at all. She is just who she is. Right. And that is completely okay. She's kind of a smart ass. I, you, I like her a lot. You can customize the ship. I don't need to customize the character. Yeah, but the character is actually in screen on this one. So as you land on a on a, a base of some sort, right, or you go in and, you know, like you move between scenes with a menu, basically. Right. Very, like, storytelling or uh, adventure game style. Right. Um, and then you pick the different things. It's got fully featured games of things that you don't even know that you need. Apparently, there's a quest line to beat all of the they got an Asteroids lookalike game in there that's pretty hard. It's very much exactly Asteroids, the <laughs> different name. If you can get the high score, it unlocks a quest chain. I can't quite beat the high score. Um, as you guys saw when you came in, I started playing pool, and I was like, yeah, sometimes you would do it and you'll get weapons. Well, I was playing for a weapon. I lost that pool. That pool's pretty full featured. Um, it doesn't feature an overview mode, but you can totally put some... English on the ball, right, and spin it back at you if you want to. Wow, um, I mean it is like wow. there's no reason for it to be there, but it just is, right? Right. You go to the bartenders, and now when you talk to the bartenders, they unlock places of interest. You'll say, "Is there any news here?" And they'll say, "Oh, I heard there was this thing in this quadrant." 
And on the map, you can totally select the quadrant and set that as a waypoint and fly towards it. Um, there are these distress be if there's a lot of things that are trimmed down for good reason. So in the original game, you spent a lot of time in sublight or warp speed, just flying between points. Right. Now it just autopilots. You see a scene that takes about five seconds, and you're there. So that's been slimmed down quite a bit. So you'll it'll stop you when there's a distress beacon, which means there could be pirates, there could be treasure, there could be a ship that needs help, there could be a ship that needs an escort. It could be any number of things. But those are quick ways to net a lot of cash. Um, tractoring things in is not automatic like it was in the last game, but it's still pretty automatic. You just hold down a button every time you see something to tractor, so you can kind of pick what you want to pick up. Right. Um, music's great. I like overall. I'm having a good time. I, it, there's a learning curve to it. So two nights ago, I got a little bit frustrated with it. I was like, "What am I doing? Why do I keep blowing up?" It only saves when you stop at a station, so that's your save points. There's no saves coming. So I kept going this mission over and over and over again. I was like, oh, I know what it is. I need to figure out how to manage my shields a little better. So I played a little bit cheap and picked off a couple of planes that were ships that were kind of getting in the way. And then as I started to get beat up, I would reroute power to shields. You've got quick power things. So you can take all of your power and reroute it to shields. So you can instantly pop your shields back up with the loss of afterburners. But that's worth it sometimes. Right. Um, you have to play around with how long, what kind of weapons you use. Like, if you use all energy weapons, you will lose power, and you will not be able to fire afterburners if you have a shitty power supply. Um, so I've got it mixed up between an ion blaster for shields, a turret, and two chain guns, basically. So which missiles. Is, you had you know, missiles. I have a swarm missile, which is one of the better missiles in the game, which fires off six at a time, and they look really cool. Like, everything's got a really gross, not gross in the right way, so, like, when it fires, like, the chemtrails are kind of all over the place. It looks kind of messy and kind of great, and it feels almost like a regular dogfighter game set in space. Like, the chemtrails for everything is kind of gritty looking. Right. I like it. It's kind of got a little bit of a Borderlands art style to it. It's not the absolute best-looking game I've ever seen in my entire life, but the style fits really well. Right. Um, it's an extremely impressive game for five guys and an extremely impressive game overall. Like, overall, the general review consensus of the game is, yeah, it's repetitive, but the repetitive part is actually pretty fun. Like, it's just arcadey enough that I can go in and pop off a couple missions and go to bed or whatever, right? Right. So, that's my in-progress review of Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. It's a, it's a winner so far. I like it. All um, right. I'm, the general consensus is it takes about 50 hours to beat. Are you... Uh, are which you... is crazy. Yeah. That's that's pretty crazy. That's if you mainline it. That's a lot of game for 30 bucks. Wow. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I got through it's the... It's basically Wing Commander. If right. you like Wing Commander, if you're old enough to remember Wing Commander, this is a modern version of Wing Commander, but way better. Huh. Well... I'm... They even have mass drivers, if you remember that. That was a gun in Wing Ma Commander. Mass drivers, yes. Yes, it is. I mean, essentially real guns. Um, they have a Gauss cannon, too. A Gauss cannon. Awesome. See, uh, I mean, I would be, I'd be all over it. Uh, I mean, Wing I remember, remember Wing Command, you know, it doesn't have the Mark Hamill <laughs> cutscenes that Wing Commander did, but ah, well, true, but it doesn't come on seven discs. Well, <laughs> there's that too. Uh, but I mean, the FMVs were really what would cause the uh, the seven discs. I'm sure. Uh, the, uh, the idea, I'm I'm gonna pick it up because I, I enjoyed the original Rebel Galaxy. I thought about it. I thought about 
actually just playing through the original it just Galaxies has, again. It's oozing with style. Like even the production value's been just cranked up three times in the original game. Right. So I was I was playing around with the idea of doing the broadside thing, but I figured that the uh, the combat would be different enough that I playing it's, the first one was they not... completely changed it. Yeah, like I finished the last one, I started up a new game. I was having fun with it this weekend, but I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and watch Rebel Galaxy Outlaw videos. I'm just gonna keep watching different dev streams. And then the day before we released a, here's how you get started. Here's a 45 minute video of what to do and how to get things going, and this is what things mean and. Like, the developer actively plays the fuck out of this game. Right, yeah. And they've been actively sharing a lot of stuff. So one of the guys that's on the dev, that small dev team, literally does Let's Plays for the game. And he's one of the guys that does a lot of the commentary in games. So he's already got the voice. He's already does, like, a lot of the commercials in the game. Like, it can tell when it picks up that it's this guy. <laughs> it has to be a surreal thing, like, playing a game that you're an active voice in. Oh, man. We like that's that. how small yeah, that's the team me. is. That's me. <laughs> I just can't believe they got that much music, and then you know the custom paths thing. Well, I'm and it probably smooth as butter. Like you could see, like I have it cranked all the way up. I wasn't running it in 4K, but I have run it in 4K. Right. I just hate switching resolution all the time. But anyways, long story short, like it just runs really well with very little hitches. They actively patched the fuck out of it. There have been like six different patches for minor things, like he was fixing like keybinds for like. A, didn't realize a lot of people want to play this on a mouse and keyboard. Apparently they do. So they fixed all of the stuff that was weird and wonky. Right. They've got an open Discord channel. If you have a bitch or moan about the game, you just tell them the Discord channel. Probably be iterated in a patch somewhere. Right. Well. Uh, Super so active developers. Do you play on a controller or do you play on keyboard Absolutely. And mouse? Okay. But it has full HOTAS support. Right. I, I saw that. Um, like, there has a full. There's two crazy modes. So Veteran is a harder version of the regular game with the regular controls. And then they have, uh, what was this, old school, which is no no flight assist, basically, that you currently have. And they have sim, which takes away anything that's on the screen. It's only with the instruments you can see. And I think it's no wow. third-person support. Wow. So. Uh, no. <laughs> but full hotel support currently. Wow. Yeah, see, I probably would not be able to play this game with HOTAS at all. It's a very fast-paced game. Um, yeah, it's it, it would definitely definitely wreck my Hotas, I'm sure, considering how many times you're going to be shifting, um, you know your uh, your speed and and whatnot. Yeah, it uses a throttle, but it just uses increments, so it's not a hold down a button to throttle. It's like twenty five, fifty, seventy five, a hundred, or zero. I'm sure it's a lot granular, a lot more granular with the uh, with the thruster. But they mapped it very like it. They played. It, set it up with a controller in mind like that auto follow thing mm -hmm. makes all the difference in the world and they've literally said well we feel like if you want to play wing commander you can play wing commander they've literally stated that yeah we've got it set up so you can do that in the cockpit and play it exactly like queen commander but we feel that to be accessible we want to do it this other way and we actually think it's more fun so you should try it that way and decide if you want to use your hotas right you know i'm probably going to play it on you know controller i i've been I've been on a you know on a controller kick like uh, I've played a few games you know just over the past couple well, you weeks. You just got just, done with a game you said that you wouldn't play. I got I got through two games this so week. So go over one, I'll go over one, and then you go over the next one. Okay, or Jason, do you have a game too? Uh, really, for the most part, I just rehashed old games. Yeah, I I was on a uh, on a on a Sims and. Um, um, Playing The Sims? 
playing The Sims. Getting your simoleons going. Uh, I was in a uh, uh, pick-up-and-sit-down mood. Right. So, because uh, we had a lot going on this week. So, that and one one finger death punch too of course oh well hell yeah yeah because you can put that down in five minutes right but you still feel like a badass exactly (laughs) it's Um, a perfect father game yes now we uh and then uh crystal and i both played last last couple days a little bit of days gone she's played a whole lot more than i have she like died deep on that game well i mean that makes Wait, perfect why I, sense why am i not remember which one's days gone? gone is the it's the motorcycle uh, game yeah oh the one i have game. did yeah. i loan yeah. that to you no we you rented just, it do you want to borrow it sure so that, you that way i don't have to pay rental fees <laughs> right <laughs> you can rent it for a while and then when i feel like finishing the last as trent said the last hour is where i'm at he's like you're literally at the last hour um then i'll take it back but i got a lot on my plate right now so i don't have time to play it yeah yeah i can definitely loan it to you sweet i mean these guns not a bad game not a bad game at all oh wow i just, I just haven't uh so i hate to break this to you what because i'm still going down memory lane oh god drew was in your apartment more than once oh shit <laughs> I think Trent did it just to torture you at the time. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I thought it was more than once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I was there for at least she, two. She read, she read sure did it quite a bit. Actually. Quite a bit. Quite a bit or more, more than two? Quite a bit. Wow. You know what I can't believe? Quite a bit equals Trent three. actually called me Toe Jam. Yeah. For quite a lot of episodes. Yeah, Toe Jam. Kind of hurts me a little now. Hey, I was called Money Shot, so what do you expect? (laughs) (laughs) It's back when we had the Trent bag on the show. Yeah. The Trent bag. Yeah. The the Trent bag has put about 60 hours into the fucking site. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Our favorite. He may not have been on. He may have not have been on the show for a while, but hey. I think he's on there through like 200 or something. Uh, uh yeah, about um about uh 165ish. Something like that. I'm still that's the half I mean, the life of the show basically. Hey. Yep. I miss his ass. I mean, then, I understand you know, he's he's a lot of life started happening. Right, a lot so. of life started well, happening. I'll, I'll plug this. Um he's getting back into cabbage and he's going to start so for a lot of the video stuff on our site. You're actually going to have a regular stream of video stuff through Trent. At least that's the plan. Sweet. I might be speaking prematurely, but that was the idea last Sunday. Sweet. It's for him to do more of that kind of stuff. Yep. Sweet. So, but... Don't you just love autoplay? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, Sorry about that. I was actually pulling up the game I, other <laughs> game I played. I have officially... What? ...surpassed everybody but the NOS in number of episodes. Oh, fuck you. I mean, you you surprised me surprised me by like a couple. <laughs> I'm on. Hey, like, I, a have handful. To, I have to. I'm missing take... like five episodes, maybe. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple episodes where I'm like, I'm afraid of the microphone. I really don't want to be there. Uh, Actually, really, Rusty went through went through a time where migraines were really really heavy. Yeah, but the this yeah. But he got through them. 
I got yeah. Uh, so I found I found medication. It but makes, it makes all the difference. <laughs> I did uh, did find myself becoming quite the badass with one figure death punch too. Oh yeah. Um, I still haven't really played a whole lot of that game. It's you know I've gotten to a point where it's fast, like super fast. But um, yeah, my eyesight's there to go. <laughs> yeah, I made it. Um, if I can, God, I'm old. If I can get <laughs> my eyesight's there to go. Freaking load I can't here. Play games anymore. <laughs> <I'm old. laughs> Fuck. So I'm doing like that's such an old man excuse. I can't play games because my eyes are starting to get bad. <laughs> right. Um, get good, old man. <laughs> get good. Get good. I'm in like the the fourth level, and I'm doing most of them with uh, less than two misses. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. It's a lot of heavy mouse work. Well, one finger death punch. I actually found uh, there's there's a couple things that you could do to uh, to to make that a lot easier. I've you can remap them to keys on the keyboard. Yes, and, and yes. I've been doing that, and that's uh, that's a lot easier as I tap the table. It, um, it is definitely a lot easier. Or um, my alternative when I don't want to have the Surface keyboard, yeah, on. Uh, hooking up the uh, hooking up the Xbox controller and using the bumpers. Yep, you can do Not that. Not the triggers, but the bumpers because they're far more responsive as far as quick hits. Yeah. Um, or you can just claw the you know controller and just use like X and Y. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I mean, if whatever. You're wanting to get really macro with it, whatever you want to do, as long as it's um, got two buttons, you're fine. <laughs> uh, but. By far, the easiest way for me to play it's actually hook up my USB keyboard to my Surface, which, I mean, I know it sounds completely horrible, but uh, with it being a being a true mechanical keyboard instead of this. You, you, you know. know what you should do if you, I mean, if you really wanted to go super fucking hardcore for, uh, you know, for this game, uh, and I mean, like, over the top fucking hardcore, uh, look up. OSU keyboard. Now OSU exclamation mark keyboard. And not Oklahoma you can, State University. You can actually find specially made USB like four button keyboard, you know, little keypads that is specifically bound so that you can macro them for the game OSU so that you can do all of the you know, I mean it's a rhythm game. And you can set the key caps and everything. So you mm-hmm. can have them be any, you know, any key cap you want, any switch that you want, but they're, uh, they're made so that it's, or, or I could just, you know, for fast, go up to vintage stock and get, get one of those like $40, uh, USB, like arcade. You could do that, but I mean the you know. the OS, little OSU keyboards are like twenty bucks, and there's yeah. you know like they're individually freaking made by people in a basement someplace with a soldering iron, I'm sure. But uh, it's they're they're high enough quality that I mean, if you wanted to go over the fucking top, there's 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 accessories for you, sir. Right. <laughs> well, Rusty, you played fucking. I got I got I got a couple games. I, I mean, I've been on a uh, on a side scroller kick for a little bit. Uh, I said that I was, uh, I mean, I got through Hollow Knight uh, a week and so ago. 
Uh, and then I, uh, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and pick up uh, Bloodstained uh, Ritual of the Night. And I talked a little bit about this last week, I think, as I was. As well uh, as you should. You know, as I just spent a little bit of time playing it. But I really, really got into it. Uh, and uh, I can't. I beat it, of course. I went through and destroyed that fucking game. Uh, to the point where I can't play that game anymore because uh, there isn't anything more for me to find. Right. Um, that game can get a little grindy at some points if you really want to max everything out. Uh, the you know the gameplay is very Castlevania like, uh, Symphony of the Night like. I mean, in fact, it just kind of it's it's so it's it's so tied to that, but not that. Alucard's in the game. He goes under a different name. He goes under OD as uh, you know as his moniker. But Alucard, as in the character model for Alucard, is in the game, and he's an optional final boss. Of course, so he is. You, and and he has his Castlevania spells like the time stop and everything, where it you know goes and turns the fucking screen like a, a negative color. And time stops everything. I mean, it is Alucard to a T. Like it, it's it is him, right? And there's a, a number of there's there's another optional boss that is a Richter zombie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because of course, uh, you know. But there's you know, it's got its own. You know, it's it's got an eight bit. Uh, it's got an eight bit hidden secret area. In in fact, that everything is done in original eight bit Castlevania style. Uh, and is just kind of a neat little throwback. Uh, there, there's paintings in the game that I, I can only imagine are the uh, the higher tier backers because this was a Kickstarter project. Uh, so I'm sure that they sent in a picture and then they just kind of like arted it onto some uh, some picture frames in the game. And some of those picture frames are actual enemies. Uh, of course, uh, IGA put his own picture in there for the, uh, you know, for the eight bit room, which is, uh, you know, neat, neat little callbacks. Like there's a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the callbacks from Castlevania and all, you know, uh, and IGA's involvement in Castlevania. IGA's the, you know, the, you know, the creative director for it all. So, um, so, and this is his game, but he also kind of threw in a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the backers that, you know, put it in there. So, you know, put their money down for it. It was not a backer, but uh, you could get, you know, get this game for, I think it's like 30 bucks or something like that. And then you get about 25, 20, 25 hours, uh, 30 if you're really going completionist. Uh, I went completionist. I did a lot of grinding that I really didn't need to. Uh, about maybe 10 hours worth of grinding for, uh, for you know, just higher tier stuff uh by the time i got to the end of the game it was laughably easy uh because i i just had a spell that i just spammed and it destroyed uh but if you like the uh if you like castlevania symphony of the night uh this game will do everything that you want it to do even if it feels a little clunky at first like and I understand they're to, and these are it's comparing to indie games, right? So right. Uh, 
you know, IGA's team wasn't super huge, but Hollow Knight's team was like, what, five, five people? Something like that? Uh, no, two people. Two or three people, if I remember correctly. Hollow Knight was, you know, done with a really small development team, right? Right. Hollow Knight feels more polished than, uh, than Bloodstained does because, you know, it, it feels like it was built with, uh, you know, with a lot of the uh, the hit mechanics in mind. I right. think there's a difference there. you got one guy that's used to having a huge team that's not used to wearing a lot of hats versus a team of people who are used to doing everything. Right. And there's a difference there. Yeah. It's... They, when, you have, when you have somebody who made them, like self-made game developers like them or Rebel Galaxy or whatever. Right. I'm sure, you know, the texture artist is also one of the voice actors for Rebel Galaxy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So it's... There's because of them having to wear a lot of hats. Like I think sometimes they can make a higher quality product than a big developer gone indie. Yeah, they put they they put a lot more of the you know the blood, sweat, and tears. The love goes. No, I just think they understand how to fix problems between different aspects of the project better because they're in parts of both parts of those projects. It's possible. I mean, Bloodstained was you know is probably. Uh, a similar situation and i'm not saying that the mechanics are bad for instance you know the 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 game does play well and i didn't see if you're on switch so far still well switch has got some you know it's just a bad port to switch uh and i did experience one crash on pc which i mean being an indie game i considered one crash to be acceptable i lost 15 minutes worth of progress which really wasn't all that much uh you know and uh it was just like a one-off thing but it still played well had good frame rates um it's just the, the the menu system seems out of date uh and the inventory system wasn't quite I mean, it, it just didn't feel right. Like, there was a lot more polish that went into the inventory of a game that really didn't, you know, didn't thrive on inventory. Like, uh, Hollow Knight didn't thrive on its inventory. You didn't play that game for the inventory. But it had more polish to it than Bloodstained that really does thrive on having an inventory and being able to change your skills and, you know, and whatnot. Right. So... These are the things that I noticed, you know, coming from one right out, you know, to the other, you know, but I was able to get through Bloodstained. Uh, Everything is workable, even if it looks a little clunky. Uh, And uh, the voice acting wasn't terrible. Uh, There wasn't a whole lot of it, uh, but the voice acting wasn't terrible. Uh, The story was at least followable. And uh, I, I really did enjoy the, you know, the... Uh, Castlevania tie-ins. They were kind of tongue-in-cheek. You know, they couldn't use the exact names of the characters because they didn't have the rights to them, but they kind of threw those characters in the concept of those characters under a different name and gave them a couple different moves. You know, so that it kind of fit with the, you know, with the Bloodstained universe. But uh, the, uh, the game felt really slow coming from Hollow Knight where I could dash everywhere to right. uh to Bloodstained where it was not you didn't you didn't have a dash until about three quarters of the way into the fucking game until you you have to 
beat a ninja in a foot race to be able to get the dash ability. And, I mean, I I tried that a couple times because the ninja cheats, of course. (laughs) Uh, The ninja has a a base run speed that is way faster than you, but he does some, you know, some flourish flips and stuff like that, and he does the ninja land and stays there for a second so you can kind of gain ground. Uh, and I cheesed it. There's a uh, uh, there's a spell that you can get called Reflector Ray, which basically allows you to extend a, re- a beam of light in a direction. And then you transport along that beam of light and bounce off of walls. Well, there's a couple spots in there where there's mirrors that will extend the range of that ray. And you can kind of bounce around the arena and get ahead of the ninja a couple of times. <laughs> so I, I was able to, you know, to get that. And once I got that, the game basically opened up to, you know, to be able to go thing, go through and explore the entirety of the, uh, the castle much, much faster. Uh, so I, uh, I got 99.4% of the map explored, which was good enough for me because fuck if I could find that 0.6%. <laughs> um, and, uh, I maxed out just about every shard or skill that you can get in the game, uh, to its maximum level, which some of them are stupid powerful. Uh, and, uh, I also cooked all of the food items, which eating a food item in that game gives you a, uh, permanent bonus for the first time that you, uh, you make it. So I basically had infinite mana, uh, or infinite MP. Uh, and uh, 10% more experience per kill, and I had I was like fucking stupid level by the time I got to the end of the game because I had a uh, skill called Money is Power, and I had like over a million gold, which gave me 10% extra on all of my stats, and that was enough to essentially like three shot the boss. Of course. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's worth putting a little bit of time in, but I would honestly say that it is one of those games that you can find on, if you can find it on sale, pick it up on sale. Is it worth 30 bucks? If you're an IGA fan, it is. Speaking of sales, I was going to ask you, Justin, because I mean, I, I downloaded it anyway, because it's free this week. Hyper Light Drifter. Yes. Yeah, that's fun. You should play that game. Right. I mean, I will have it played next week. Hyperlight Drifter actually, uh, if I remember correctly, no, that's no, hi, yeah, Hyperlight Drifter, play that game. If you can also, you know, you're looking at stuff on uh, on the Epic Store, right? It is free on the Epic Store. You should also play, uh, you know, Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Year Zero, which is also free. Yep. So, uh, and while I have that purchase, so it's in my library. Um, I'll install it on the, on the desktop. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I still haven't played it intensive then. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I haven't played it yet, but I have watched enough of it to know that it would be something that I, you know, that I could play, but I have to be in the mood for a tactical game like that. Uh, you know, but who doesn't want to be like a, a, a duck in a pig? 
like well i figured assassin. You, you know after you guys talked about it you know a free game or two every week there's bound to be a couple things in a month that are playable oh yeah uh, and mutant year zero is definitely playable for free fuck yes it's definitely like a no-brainer yeah yeah so yeah i'm hoping that you picked it up because you'll probably not hear this episode until after it's not free anymore but uh so i uh (laughs) so i picked i picked up both of those i just didn't have time to play hyperlight drifter and well you know Time to actually install things on my PC and play them is few and far between. I mean, I've talked about getting back into Elite Dangerous for how long now and right. still so, haven't managed so to do so. Pick up some indie games. So. Like, you know, pick up, you know, whatever you can get for free or, you know, pick up indies. I, I'm going to tell you an indie right now that I'm playing that just released out of early access that I've been playing all year. Oh, yeah? Uh, Shortest Trip to Earth. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That released yesterday. So that's kind of like a FTL-ish game? It's very inspired by FTL. Okay. Um, there's a lot more to it than FTL, though. Of course. Because you got to expa- expand on the idea, of course. So basically, it's in concept, very much plays like FTL. You've got basically your ant farm of crew members that you can kind of manage and move around. Um, there's no doors on your ship, so you're not messing with that aspect that you were in FTL. Right. But you can assign jobs and priorities to jobs and things like that. You also have an aim system that you didn't have in FTL. So what you do is you pause combat, pick what gun aims where. Every gun's got a different level of accuracy, which determines the spread of where it might hit. And then every gun has different effects, different types of ammo, etc. Um, it has a lot of moddable spots. So after battles, you scrap things based on basically what you didn't blow up. And then you can install those modules on your ship in different spots. So it could be a container, it could be a new weapon, it could be a new engine. All those have their own stats and abilities and different types of crew that can operate them. Has all the random events that um, FTL did. Um, it does one thing a little bit better than FTL, and I'll tell you what it is. Um, like, FTL is kind of beautiful in, in its simplicity. Right. This just takes all that and turns it up to 11. There's a lot more to do in it than FTL. Art style is very much different. It's very much like Space Pirates and Zombies, and if you've never played that, that's not going to make any sense. Right. It's a uh, very hand-drawn art. Um, very colorful. Very colorful. Um, okay. You unlock fate points, so different decisions you make in the game unlock fate points, which is your total bank for the next run for different things to unlock. Some things are permanent unlocks for different ships, and then some things are just temporary unlocks for that run. And so with all the decisions that you make and things that you do in the game, you're trying to get through 11 uh, areas before you get to the end, which I've never gotten that far. Right. Um, but it's it's a but I've roguelike, un- so. Yeah. So you unlock, use the fate points to unlock different specialties on the ship, and then you kind of get different characters to do different things. Um, all the characters have their own stats. Um, some are better at fighting fire. Some are better at firing, you know, doing ship-to-ship combat. There are... Different types of things that happen, so that makes no sense. Basically, what happens is, like, all your ship battles are different. Sometimes they'll send people over in these canisters that, like, burrow into your ship and then unleash pirates on the ship, which is very FDL-like. Right. Um, You can do the same thing, too. Also, upgrade the different slots in your ship to do different things. You can craft your own weapons depending on what supplies that you have. So if you need to replace something on the fly, you can craft a DIY minigun, and that will be the gun that you have. I mean, as you do. Um, if you're interested, 
there's a light well not so live stream on repeat on the page for short trip to earth that's currently running only 1699 um i if you're an FTL fan, I think you would like it. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth the sixteen ninety nine. I spent that about a half a year ago when it came into early access saying, Oh, it's kinda like FTL. I'm really in a mood for this. And I've sunk thirty hours into it over the course of a year off and on. It's a very pick up and put down game. It literally pop, like saves exactly where you exit the game. So you literally can pick it up and put it down at any point. Yeah. So well, that's good. got it in my library. If you want to borrow it, check it out. Yeah, I definitely I'll check it out. Um if you're into that kind of thing. I mean, you were playing, you've were you been playing a lot of side-scrollers lately, though. You played yeah. another game that I suggested last week called... E- e- Salt and Sanctuary. It was $8 in the Humble Store, wasn't it? Uh, yes. eight ninety nine. I think. This is the first uh, first thing that I actually bought from Humble. Uh, you know, so, I mean, there's there's that. It's that's, pretty easy. You get the Steam key, enter the Steam key, and that's part of your Steam and, library. And, yeah, it, it was really simple. I was up and going in, you know, five minutes. Uh, the... Uh, Salt and Sanctuary has been uh, was one of those uh, those games that I said I'll probably not be able to play that. But you were playing Hollow Knight, which I thought was a harder game. Well, yeah. So when I when I went into this, I said I'm I'm playing a lot of side scrollers. I've already got the platforming stuff down, and considering Hollow Knight is considered hard, and I got through it. I mean, it wasn't flawlessly for uh, by any means but i was able to get through it and i didn't get super frustrated with it you know the white castle different you know the white palace definitely fucking frustrated me but uh and anybody who's ever played hollow knight and gotten to that point they know what i'm talking about um but uh the uh i got through that game and it wasn't super terrible now I picked up Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, uh, it's your suggestion. You're like, you should probably play this. And I said, eh, whatever. You know, I've got this going on. I beat uh, Bloodstain, and you're like, Salt and Sanctuary is eight bucks. Pick it up. And I'm like, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> it's like the price of like a a mid tier fast food joint for eight dollars. Right. Well worth eight dollars. Holy balls, is it worth eight dollars? Uh, I spent twenty dollars on it. Yeah, a years and it's ago. worth twenty dollars for sure. Now, mind you, Salt and Sanctuary is a side-scrolling game, which I mean, I've already got you know two of those games in you know you know in the past now, and uh, it, it is a Souls-like game, which means that you have to manage your stamina, uh, you know, RPG elements, being able to equip certain things and have a weight system and rolls and blocks and all kinds of, you know, damage avoidance and things like that. And I got to tell you, when I first started that game, it handed my ass to me every single time I saw one of those Silver Knights, man. Like, that fucking first Silver Knight, when you get into the Village of Smiles, he fucked me up super hard every time because I didn't know how to roll. I didn't know when to roll. And I did not know that rolling was be- way, way better than using your shield. Uh, so. Yeah, once you get the timing down, though, things start to really make sense. Oh, boy, did I get the timing down. I, I When I beat that Silver Knight, I was like, this is the boss. Uh, I mean, the the you got you get through the Sodden Knight, and he basically shows you that you need to roll and, you know, and get out of the way of things. And it's got invincibility frames, too. Right. It Well... 
So, no, no. Salt and Sanctuary, your character does not have invincibility frames. I mean, right. your role does, but you can definitely get fucking, like, chain killed. Like, easy. Some of those enemies are built to piss you off. Right. And I'm fine with that. I was fine with it when I found those guys. Because there's uh, these... I forget, uh, They're not... Uh, well, the spindle beasts can go fuck themselves. The unicorns, they can fuck themselves for sure. <laughs> um, uh, but there's these uh, these little predator little things that fucking crawl down a column. You know, from you know they're invisible. They crawl down a fucking column, and then they're just like they'll fucking swarm your ass. Uh, you know, they pissed me off quite a bit. But when I was playing, I was playing it online now. On the online version of you know of Salt and Sanctuary, uh, allows you to sometimes see these little bottles on the you know on the ground that other people. It's like the fucking runes on you know in uh, Souls, like being able to yeah, basically you'd see where a corpse died. Well, kind of, and, and then you see these little bottles that'll have a message, like you know, and it's like maybe four words long, but. It'll be like secret to the left or secret to left or something like that. And, uh, and you can find, you go up to the, you know, you know, that wall and push on it and it'll be a secret door or, uh, right before a boss, like, uh, the, uh, the witch of the lake. You remember that fight? I do. That was a pretty hard fight. Uh, there was, uh, uh, there was, <laughs> there was a bottle there that, uh, after I died like ten times, right? Uh, it it was uh, the uh, the words was hide underneath. I think was the you know the words that I saw in the bottle, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it means just stay underneath her uh, as as a tip, right? As soon as I figured out that that was exactly what you needed to do to survive her, uh, I beat her immediately afterwards. Um, so hot tip, if you get to the, you know, to the witch of the lake, stay underneath her. And when she, you know, casts her freaking machine gun fucking spells, uh, just roll out of the way and you're, you're safe. Right. Um. Uh, did you so what class did you play? So I I started off with a knight, and then it was I I thought that the you know the knight was decently powerful enough I guess, uh you know yeah, heavy armor and shield but it was really you end up fat rolling because the heavy armor that you start with is really heavy, and you can still move around but you end up like clunking whenever you try to roll. Uh, and you don't roll very fast and you have to, you know, there's, you have to recover from it and you end up getting hit a lot. So I, uh, I went with a cleric and has a, a bit faster of a roll at the beginning, starts with a mace and, uh, it was all right, but I got hung up on being able to heal myself with two or three different fucking items. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to go back to the night as like. There has got to be a better weapon. As soon as I found the fucking greatsword, the very first greatsword in the game, you can get it real early in the game. 
uh, as soon as I found that great sword, the fucking game opened up, and I can, I played that game only two-handed. I I hardly ever used a shield. There was only one boss that I ever actually broke a shield out for. Everything else was two-handed. Uh, so you know, two-handed great sword, knight, strength build, and I you know I built my endurance up to be about the same height as my strength so that I could start wearing more of the heavier armor um, just in case I did get hit. Uh, the, uh, the idea was to keep my weight low enough to keep the fast roll and not clunk whenever I tried to roll. Uh, so I didn't do any fat rolls, and I kept my speed up so that I could run away from, you know, from attacks. Uh, but I played that game two-handed throughout the entirety of the fucking game. Aren't the kills pretty satisfying? Though? Oh, fuck yes. It's, just, it's very, like, old-school samurai where blood just goes just, all over the place. Right. You know, you get uh, some of the, uh, the the combos. The uppercut combos were really cool. Um, I mean, they're simplistic. I mean, it's a basic hit and then a heavy hit, and it goes right into a, an uppercut combo. And if you can time it right, it does a fuckload of damage. Uh, you, t- you get greedy, and the game punishes you. And I, I learned that. Um, the boss fights all kind of have their own gimmick, but they all look cool. Uh, There's a lot of big bosses. The uh, the stench most foul fucked me up a couple times uh, until I you know swapped uh, over to using a uh, uh, antidote instead of my you know healing potion because you you he farts in your face and you get poisoned a lot. Uh, the game really does reward offense though. Um, you uh, the faster you kill things, the less damage you take. Uh, so if you're not very good at rolling, just make sure that you can kill shit fast. Uh, using your elements uh, on every boss fight is uh, absolutely key. Doesn't matter really what element it is, uh, as long as you're using an element like. Um, so my my playthrough, uh, my creed was the three. There's a bunch of different. Uh, starting ones that you can start with, uh, but I started with the with the three, which is basically the the basic uh, creed. You you get healing potions that do nothing more than just heal you, uh, instead of having some weird effect to it. Um, if I play through this game again, I am going to uh, to find the secret. Uh, there is another secret creed. Now that I've beaten the game, I've actually looked up a few things, and there is a secret creed that you can get that uh, that requires you to defile a sanctuary. And I'm going to play the evil character. I'm going to play an evil cleric next time because I wanted to uh, to get into the cleric spells, but I just I was I was so hooked on being able to wear heavy armor, uh, so. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm probably going to play a cleric next time if, you know, once I play it, I was going to play a spellcaster of some, you know, some kind just for a change up. Um, I, I beat the game without really realizing it. You know, I'm not sure if that happened to you. Uh, cause you just get, you get into a, a groove of killing fucking, you know, the bosses and, you know, learning the you know bad guys, new moves and just getting stronger. Uh, and then, you know, at a certain point, uh, your salt just becomes a uh, a resource that you can just, you know, 
lose 20 or 30 K of, and not really blink an eye. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's happened a couple times. Um, I went and did a couple saltless runs where I just lost all of my salt. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try, you know, a couple weird, wacky shit that, you know, that I wouldn't normally do if I was carrying salt around. Uh, and you know, that was how I found and beat a couple of the bosses. You know, I would not have found, um, I would not have found a couple of the optional bosses like the, uh, the forgotten Kings or the forgotten King judge and whatever. Did, did you enjoy the levels are all interconnected? So, yeah, the, I mean, and there's different ways to create little shortcuts between the areas. That's very souls influenced. That's very, very souls influenced. I, I very Metroid influence too. Uh, yes. Uh, that's really half the reason people like souls is the Metroid influence. Right. The, uh, the the one place that uh, that could you know there's two two places in that game that can go fuck themselves right away. Uh, Pitchwoods can go fuck itself because of the spindle beasts. The spindle beasts are fucking unicorns that are basically one hit killers. Um, I think you can go above all of everything <laughs> yes, though. But it's hell. The fucking platforming for that particular section sucks so much balls. Um, but I was able to find the hidden sanctuary there, um, right before the boss, there's a tower. And if you're good at the, uh, the wall climbing abilities, um, you can eventually get to that sanctuary. But I found that once you get to that sanctuary, there's no safe way down. Uh, (laughs) there is zero safe ways down there. Uh, so you have to either, uh, you know, teleport out using a horn, uh, or, uh, you have to go all the way up to the shore, which is yet another platforming fucking grand, you know, grand adventure in itself. Overall, I think that Salt and Sanctuary is definitely, definitely worth the eight bucks. And it made me think that I might be able to play a Dark Souls game. I mean, it is remastered now, but I mean, it's the 2D aspect versus the 3D is a big change. But yeah. regardless, Salt Sanctuary, I think, is an incredibly good and underrated game. I, I'll i have to credit Giant Bomb with finding out about that. They had the devs on their their uh, podcast at one point mm-hmm. talking about it a little bit. It's like it's right after like Dark Souls 2 came out, and I, or it might have been 3. I don't know. I was like, I want to try something different. And I picked it up, and then I just didn't put it down for like two weeks. Yeah, uh, like I played through with two different builds. I did a, I did the night build starting off, and then I did tried cleric, didn't like it, and then I went the rogue build basically. I, I was thinking I about total doing dex build. Yeah, with the rapier. Yeah, I was thinking about doing either a dex build or, uh, but and that's you know, all about the rolls. Yeah, the the dex build or using a pistol or uh, or something like that would be, you know, an interesting little. Uh, additional bit uh, to the game, though I uh, after I beat the game, I started looking at you know playthrough uh, like tips, uh, and if you end up playing through New Game Plus, you know the strength endurance builds are the only things that keep you alive for any length of time. If you're playing Dex builds, you tend to get wrecked pretty hard on the boss battles. So yeah, and they, and I've also read that New Game Plus 
there really isn't anything to, you know, to get out of New Game Plus outside of, you know, just like maximizing your character because uh, you get super amounts of salt uh, for killing yeah, shit. It, I was looking it up on Steam just to see what the price was, and on Steam it's seventeen ninety nine. There was a humble sale last week, which is why I told Rusty I'd get the alerts on my, you know, email. Right. I was like, I saw that, and I was like, well, I'm not going to buy it because I already have it, but Rusty might enjoy it. I have it on PS4. Right. I was... I was. I got it on a... I got it... I bought it new on PS4. Yeah. Uh, if you can find it, you know, even even at its normal price, it's worth it's worth it. Uh, if you like the Souls games, this is right up your alley. Uh, if you like a, you know, side-scrolling platformer, like, you know, like I did for Hollow Knight... Hollow Knight's on fucking everything right now. It's on Switch. It's on Xbox Game Pass right now. It's yeah. on Steam. Um, like it's easy to find. I I highly suggest playing both Hollow Knight through, and uh, you know, Salt and Sanctuary is now a new favorite of mine. Uh, glad I've you know glad you so you know told me to pick that up because that's got some replayability for me. Even though I beat all the bosses. The yeah, replayability playing, playing is... Playing with a different class is yeah. pretty enticing because they play so different. Right. Now that you understand how the role system... Like, you might go with a complete magic user and see how different that is. Right. You know, just not being able to tank a face hit, but be, you know, just get used to rolling all the fucking time. Uh, and then, you well, know... Well, the magic using... users can deal out some serious fucking damage. Right. And just being able to do things from afar is, you know, is enticing as well. I found that I did not need for gold at all in that game. Uh, and you just kind of get used to the rhythm, right? right? Like, spend your currency when you need to spend it. Don't hoard it. There's no real benefit to hoarding well, it. Well, when the fucking mysterious cleric fucking uh, revives you and takes 10k gold because you have, like, 100k sitting there, you're like, I should probably spend some of this. <laughs> right. You know, so... It's it's worth picking up, man. I I really really enjoy it. And I'm only what three years late. <laughs> That's okay. It's a good game. It's it'll it will age well. Yeah, that it will that definitely does. All right, I think it's uh it's time for a break. Yeah, I think so too. All right, we'll be back. back we are we're back all right i had to stretch my legs there they're falling asleep stretch legs poop the dog and here we are um random bit of news not really news um played a lot of rim world doing laundry this week Uh, (laughs) i feel like a rim world at least early game master i yeah i mean how many times have you gone through early game on rim world a ridiculous amount of times yeah uh a lot more than me it takes a lot of patience. I decided this weekend I didn't want to play a whole weekend's worth of RimWorld, so I switched to Rebel Galaxy. Yeah. But RimWorld's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's I've got a management sim, so it's like... Yeah. I've got a pretty good colony of... uh got a cannibal of who's secretly eating dead bodies around the corner because I got the dead body pile set around the corner away from everybody else. He's got a little table over there. Oh, so <laughs> you've got him all set up for it. You're like, yeah. I'm going to secretly... Happy. Like, so it keeps his happiness level high if he eats a dead body every now and then. 
So uh, Raiders attack. It's just peckish. Um, I re I let you know I set the I've got a crematorium so I let it burn everything except for one and then I turn it off so you can't load the crematorium and then they take it back to that little spot and then he's just like ha ha ha. He's like, I'll take care of this one. And so, in a day or so, you'll see him sneak around the corner and go eat the body. <laughs> That's just... Oh, my gosh. The pirates you, are a constant stream of food for him. Well, I mean, at least you don't have to feed him. It makes him happy, and it gets rid of a body. It's like a win-win-win. So as that's, long as it, nobody else sees him and freaks out, right? So right. it's keeping the keeping his sanity up there by getting a steady supply of bodies. Got a whole like insect insectoid uh, little farm to the south of me that I'm pretty worried about. I'm going to get auto turrets set up and then let them take care of those guys. But set I don't up. have any real good defenses. All I've got is the trap wall. Yeah. On both sides of this little cavern I got, but I don't have auto turrets or nothing or. Uh, or mortars wow. or any of that shit. Yeah, so you, I'm gonna I'm getting to a point. I'm playing a Cassandra game, so if you've played RimWorld, that's the one that normally progresses right. at a steady rate. And I'm think I'm I'm getting raiders every couple three days. I'm about to get the whatever the big fucking insectoid like tank come through. Oh boy, I forget what they're called. They have like machine gun arms. I uh, I, I I never had a... like four thousand hit points, so it takes like a full army of people to kill them. So usually you got to set up like a sandbag wall and then have mortars firing at them and then have like turrets and all sorts of shit. Yeah. I just don't have that kind of uh, uh, surplus of metal and shit going on right now to build that kind of defense. Yeah. When I was playing, the insects weren't really a thing. And uh, uh, it was hard enough trying to get like people with gun proficiency, <laughs> let's just say, uh so, I just keep offering people sanctuary until they become useless to me, and then we just feed them to the cannibal. Basically, <laughs> they get it says offer so and so safety. I do it, and if they have a shitty set of skills, he's going to be the cannibal's breakfast. Yeah, nice. I, I I love how you kind of like play into that trait uh, or, or some of the other traits. Like you, you can. Send a uh, pyromaniac off to do something, and he just ends up like setting fire to whatever he's doing. Yeah, I I have a pyromaniac. I played with a mostly whatever they gave me because I just I actually feel like it's more fun that way to just figure it out. You know, randomize a little. Everybody bit. has their flaws. Might yeah. as well work with it. Yeah. So you know, no wood floors anywhere. It's built most of the all the living quarters are built into a cave that like, I've made. Right. With granite floors. Sto- yeah, stone Everything's floors. Everything's made from stone, yeah. so if you're, you're not burning shit here. Uh, occasionally it gets to the crops, but I've got a one of those auto fire foam things yeah. out there by the crops to kind of help that out. Oh, well. I mean, if you have to be pretty freaking like hard up to, uh, to get your pyromania on to go fucking set fire to crops. Well, he needs an impressive bedroom, which means he has a bedroom that's like four times the size of anybody else's. And, and uh, filled he was with worth it. He was worth shit. it because he was like a fifteen in firearm skill, right? So I didn't kill him because he's like fucking dead eye. Give him a flamethrower; he'd be like fucking happy, like all the happy. So and take the flamethrower away from him when he's you know when there's no anything else going on. But anyways, and he'll set fire to people. <laughs> you've never played RimWorld and you like management sims? Easily one of the best ones out there. Um, still playing through Oxygen, not included, but but I'm. I hit a brick wall, so I'm, gonna, I'm putting it to the side for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I'm 
kind of searching for a game to play now that I've gotten through my side scroller stuff, and I think it's I think it's time. I don't think there's many very many side scrollers that I can pick up right now. The only other one that even like the only other one that would remotely scratch that itch of the games we've been playing is probably Death's Gambit. Death's Gambit was the well, one I was and, thinking of. And it's know? not balanced as well as the other two that I gave right. you. Right. So yeah. I dropped off of that because of the way it was animated. And I heard they fixed a lot of that stuff, so I may go back to it, but um, I don't remember if it has a pause or not. And it is basically boss killer of the game. There's very few enemies. It's mostly bosses. Yeah. It, it's, eh. I looked at it and I said... No, I know, I know what I'm, uh, what I like right now, and coming off of some really good ones, uh, if I find a real shit one, it's gonna Hollow be Hollow Knight and Salt and Sanctuary are far superior games. Right. So they're they are basically your 2D Souls experience. Yep. So I am going to, uh, I'm gonna switch gears, and I probably, I'll probably pick up Outlaw unless there's something in my, uh, you know, in my backlog that strikes me. I figured it'll hold you over to Borderlands easy. Yeah, well, yeah. Just for me and my ADD, like, I'm going to keep flipping back between that and Shortest Trip to Earth. I might play something new in between, but that's kind of my go-to right now. When Borderlands comes out on the 13th of September, is that right? Okay, we've got a little bit of time. Yeah, so... We've got a month. Yeah, i got a month. I'm going to get through... If I pick up uh, oh, Gout we've got Gears coming out on September 6th, so... Well, that's... You know, that's a you thing, because I'm not a big Gears fan. So. I want to play Horde mode, so... Yeah. Jason, do you have a Game Pass? I do not anymore, but I've been trying to talk Crystal into it so I can play Gears and stuff like that. You get Gears and Outer Worlds and Phoenix Point this year, so you got... Yeah. Uh, yeah Phoenix Point might not be out this year. Uh, it's December. Still. I mean, how many times has it been pushed already? It's been pushed almost a year and a half at this point. Right. So, But they have better funding behind them right now. Well, yeah. Well, you have, you have $120 worth of game coming out for the price of, well, what's 15 times 6? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's less if you actually... But there's also all the... Those are just the two major games that I know of. And that includes, on. you know, that includes gold. So, I mean, if you like on, online play, it's basically the same thing. Yep. I already... Uh, I already pay for gold, so all I have to do is just go and activate it. I think. Fuck, I don't um, know. Basically, that's what happened to me. Yeah. And then I got the discount, so then they're basically I'm not paying for it until next month. Anyways, Jason, yeah. what do we got going on? So, there were a couple of different things. Uh, first off, a couple of developer news pieces. Yep. Um, after... Eight years at Bioware, uh, Ben Irving, who's one of their one of their lead developers and project leaders, is leaving. Huh. Um, uh. He was one of the main people behind Anthem. Yep. I mean, some huh. people only take criticism for so long, and you know, want to eat. Well, right. I mean, Anthem has kind of stumbled and fell on all fronts i don't think it's coming back um it never really started but i don't know that they're going to ever redeem themselves unless they, they do an anthem 2.0 so what they need to do and this or just write said, this off bankrupt it fucking do something else but that's gonna fuck bioware well i mean bioware is pretty fucked at the moment at the you know you know anyway so it's not really uh they need to buckle down and do 
what has been done before. I mean, you look at No Man's Sky, that came out, and it was a massive steaming shit pile. People hated it. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, over time, No Man's Sky has gotten way, way better because, you know, they put some effort into it and continued to support it, even if the game was lackluster (laughs) and had really terrible reception. I mean, they turned that fucker right around. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy XIV is another one that came out, and it was a pretty steaming shit pile. It was not optimized. It was not great. Very clunky. And then they've uh, made that a fucking WoW com- uh, competitor. Like, it got really good after they made some changes to it. And that they had to bring the whole fucking thing down for a period of time to make it work. That's what they need to do with Anthem. I mean, Anthem has got a really good premise behind it. They just need to make it fun. And they, whoever was in charge of fun, is not not the best. So if it was this particular person, off you go, man. I mean, doesn't surprise me at all that, you know, that top talent is, you know, is leaving Bioware. It's kind of on fire at the moment, so. <laughs> right. Um. Also, further on, um, one of the uh, main creative directors uh, at 343, Mm -hmm. directly working on Halo Infinite, uh, is leaving Jason. Uh, Tim Longo will be leaving the project. Halo Infinite is just about ready to come. I mean, ready to come out. So... Uh. (laughs) I'm sure that he's done his part and there's probably not much more he needs to do. Yeah. Uh, so, so at this point, the, the executive producer is taking over his lead yeah. as lead producer, according to Microsoft, but at, really the game's pretty much done at yeah, this point. They're just ready to, uh, they're ready to actually put that out and print it yeah. on discs and, you know, set it up. So it, it, doesn't surprise me that they'd be trimming or he'd be, uh, you know, he'd be moving on, you know, right near the end of a project. You know, normally, you know, normally they see it through, but yeah, whatever opportunity he's gotten right now is probably much better. Probably or, so. Or, or infinite shit, and we don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Who knows? Yeah. I mean. Um, some, uh, uh. A little bit of a game announcement. Oh, yeah? Uh, it was announced this week that Rock of Ages 3 will be coming to PS4. You know, I was early, never really a big fan of Rock of Ages 1 or 2. Rock, Rock of Ages is not the fucking, you know... It's a very uh, Monty Python stuff, influence it, game. It, it's, a, it's, uh, a, it's a game where you roll a boulder and then you have, like, weird clip art from pieces of real art that are kind of littered throughout the game so and it's uh you have to set up you know it's somebody's defending a fucking you know castle door or something like that and they set up fucking traps and bounce pads and things to you know try to roll this bowler off of the fucking track i think you can get one of the rockabaga just games on uh what is it on Game Pass? Maybe. Yeah, I, I've seen video of it, and I'm like, okay, no, I'm good. This is, I mean, it's it uh, in a way kind of a tower defense game because you're trying to do whatever you can put it, whatever you need to, 
to uh, kind of damage the boulder before it gets to the door. And if it has low hit points, then it doesn't do as much damage to the door. And it's kind of a, you take turns attacking each other's castle with your rock, <laughs> your boulder of some sort. Yeah, I never, it didn't really appeal to me. You know, in the first two iterations, probably not going to appeal to me in the third iteration. So, right. <laughs> um, and then uh, after a couple years in development, yeah. uh, Minecraft Super Duper Edition uh, is being killed. Killed. Yep. Development is ceasing on the on the graphics upgrade pack for S- the super- for Minecraft. Well, oh, that's okay. because somebody already yeah. did fucking ray tracing for Minecraft. <laughs> so they're like, oh, um, well, that shit's a mod already. Fuck. Uh, and their release, <laughs> they said it was an uh, ambitious initiative. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the pack proved too technically demanding to implement as planned. Bullshit. A fucking, you know, a, a modder made a fucking ray tracing engine for it. It's not that hard. Sure. It fucking tanks the frame rate because, I mean, it's not optimized. But they said basically it looks good. they weren't happy with how it performed across all devices. That's because they want to fucking have this, you know, this ray tracing pack work on mobile. That's why. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we can make it really pretty for PC, but we can't make it really pretty for mobile because mobiles run on fucking calculator batteries. So, uh right. <laughs> well, and you have to think about the majority of their player base are fucking mobile people, of course. Kids and teenagers on their tablets. Mm, like, that's where, that's I, where it's at. Fucking PC gamers. So, yeah, I mean, I was actually sitting there this morning after beating Sultan Sanctuary. I said, huh, maybe I, maybe this is the time. Maybe it's Minecraft time. Because, as I've said before, I've never played Minecraft. I know the premise of it. I kind of know what to, you know, what to expect from it. But I've never actually sat down and played a Minecraft game. Never once. Maybe five minutes. Maybe. Yeah. On somebody else's fucking Xbox sometime long fucking time ago. Uh, like, yeah, this is all right. Maybe pick it up. Never did. And, I mean, I'm already a pick-and-axe game person now. I basically, that's satisfactory, factorial, all the fucking, like, building games. I've played a lot of them. But I've never played Minecraft. And if I could get Minecraft, I might play it. I, I I, I might actually play it through to completion. I know the end boss. The Ender Dragon, I I know what the you know I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. It's just I have to get through the whole playing part of it, you know. So, and then last but not least, for those of you who haven't allowed our opinions or the opinions of many on the internet to dissuade you from this, <laughs> Destiny Two will finally <laughs> arrive on Steam October first. Oh my gosh! Hey, we probably won't review it. <laughs> so, having played a fuckload of uh, of Destiny right up to uh, was it Taken King, um, 
yeah, I, I stopped. I fell off of it at that point. Um, it started to become too much of an MMO for me, which is weird because that's kind of the game, right? MMO light. Um, and, uh, destiny two never caught my attention. Like not once I thought about it maybe once, you know, when it initially released for PC, I waited a week. I talked to somebody at work that was playing it. And he says, yeah, I've completed the game. Like I have all the things a week later. Yeah. And, and I'm like, that's it's... not for me. It's not worth it. Yeah, you know, little... of course, they've made changes since then, of course. You know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of improvements that they've made uh, in subsequent, you know, patches and, you know, content updates. But to me, eh, it's not really there. I mean, if it, it might be enticing for new players, but really, uh, I, I mean, if you have to resort to Destiny to get your uh, MMO light fix... there are definitely better mmos out there well speaking of mmos somehow somehow my well not somehow because there are you know the friends on me you know with facebook on my facebook but my old wow guild found me and Uh uh I got a message on my birthday, and it says, hey, happy birthday. We're all going to be playing World of Warcraft Classic. We want you to join. Come on. Here's our Discord. Oh, my God. I had not even thought about it. But, yeah, World of Warcraft Classic comes out this month, like in a week or so. Uh, And I I sat back, and I said, look, I – I didn't want to join the Discord, and I really, you know, I I know that Classic is, you know, was coming out. And really, Classic is that, is one of those things that fucking Blizzard said, cease and desist, we'll buy it from you. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So they they said, all of these fucking, like, private servers that was running the Classic version of World of Warcraft, they're like, no, shut it down. We want to do it. (laughs) Pretty much. They said, oh, there's how many users on these servers? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, now, from what I understand, at this moment, they're doing uh, name reservations for the classic servers, uh, if that's your thing. Uh, and uh, it is the base version of World of Warcraft. So it is just like World of Warcraft when it first came out, uh, graphics and all. Uh, skill trees and all, all of its little quirks, you know, all, you know, they've patched out some of the bugs, of course, but the, you know, there it's, it is the original, you know, the original set of game, right? Now I played in, you know, in the classic days, like it wasn't right when it came out, but maybe a few months after. And I did not have any fun. Like, looking back on it, it was so fucking grindy. World of Warcraft didn't really get good until the first expansion. Burning Crusade is when uh, when World of Warcraft actually exploded. For me, I was playing... For a a lot of people. I I was playing a warrior. 
I didn't regularly play that game until Burning Crusade. So I was playing a warrior throughout Classic, which basically meant I had one job, and that was to tank. And if I couldn't tank, I was worthless. And guess what? I couldn't fucking tank. I was worthless. And I was re- it was really hard for me to actually get any content going because I was, like, wearing paper. And, and I could not get a group to help me out there. So I was like, all right, fine, fuck it. I'm just going to do my own thing. I farmed gold. That was all I did. Like, had some shitty blue weapons that I picked up on the auction house, and I went and fucking, like, farmed gold, and that was all I did. Bruno Crusade came out. I became a god. <laughs> right? Because the, all of a sudden... All three trees uh, of the warrior, you know, class became viable. Uh, I could two-handed god. I I I went and played a fury, fury warrior. I went and played fury warrior, and I was I was actively pulled in because of my DPS in Burning Crusade. And I said, okay, this is where I wanted. You know, this is what I wanted from the game, and that's what got me like super hooked. And that's what you know. That's the start I'm of having, my addiction. I'm having flashbacks of all the money I spent. I've never bought a year's worth of subscriptions. I was always too poor, and I just did the math on it. I spent about $1,200 on World of Warcraft. I spent way more than that because I had realm transfers and fucking, like, all kinds of shit. Once they started putting little, you know, microtransaction bullshit into the fucking game, you know, you could pay money to transfer characters from one to the other. It wasn't bef- – it was before, well before the fucking level boosting bullshit, but – there was enough of that in the back end. I spent about two Without saying who, I, mean, I gave my account away to one of my best friends, and then I just just quit that habit like crack. Well, that's that's what happened the, to me. On my birthday, of all things, somebody fucking comes up and just, like, waves some crack under, under your nose, and you're like, oh, God. That's oh, how God. long it's been. I, I stopped playing. I started playing uh Fallout 3 a little bit. And then I played Witcher original. And then John asked me to start doing a podcast and I stopped playing well. Right. You know, it... <laughs> and so to this day, the stopping of wow is what inspired me to conti- to do this and continue to do this and is also the reason I mostly swore off MMOs cuz you guys will never hear anything else. So. Well, right. I mean, I still dabble in MMOs every so often, like my Final Fantasy fourteen kick a couple, you know, uh, about a year ago. Uh, and I thought about doing Final Fantasy fourteen again once the uh, Shadowbringers, uh, you know, new expansion came out, because I'm still big into the story of Final Fantasy, not right. necessarily big into the MMO. Uh, so I was doing it, and I was thinking, I'll do it for the story and not really do any of the MMO shit, right? Uh, but I, I decided against it. I said, no, I will never hear any, I will never hear the end of it. If I buy this fucking expansion and play any of it, I will never fucking hear the end of it here. You're right. And, uh, see confirmed. Uh, so I got that message. They said, join us for classic. I said, no, I fucking said no. And, And I said, and it was for two reasons. I mean, well, there's multiple reasons, but the two main reasons are I work nights now. And it used to be when I worked at the old fucking job, when I was playing World of Warcraft, I would actively bid for uh, uh, for my schedule 
around my rating schedule. That's how bad it was. <laughs> he did. And uh, he did. I was a 60 hour a week game uh, well player for five and a half years. And and that was every waking moment that I wasn't working or sleeping. I was playing well. That was me. Uh, so I said, no, my schedule you know, sucks for MMOs. And two, I had zero fun in Classic. <laughs> when I finished World of Warcraft, I was 360 pounds. Uh, I was well more than that. But you got several I mean, height inches on me. Well, still. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. So, um, <laughs> more inches there anyway. So speaking um, of that upcoming. But yeah. Um, Anybody looking for a good game uh, that doesn't have a PC? Slay the Spire came out on Xbox One just a couple days ago. Still worth it. I mean, um, it's a pickup put down. It's very worth it. That's on my list for this year. Yeah, I, I've, I've played a fair bit of it. I still haven't beat it. You know, I've only ever beat it with the silence uh, or silent. Um, I tried with the mage. Holy fuck! What the fuck were they thinking when the, with the uh, with the mage character? That's pretty RNG dependent on that. Yeah, one. it is it's because you can't bad. get the right combos. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, silence the only way to play that game. And then upcoming on August twentieth, a game I haven't haven't seen a ton of, but a lot of lot of uh, reviewers on the internet seem to be looking forward to it. Uh, Rag comes out on August twentieth for all platforms. Rag or rad? Rad. Rad. R-A-D. Okay. Um, Not red. Rad. Yeah, rad. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's far, it looks like a super giant, it looks like a Bastion-like. Uh, yeah, it is very Bastion-like. Uh, Bard's Tale 4 Director's Cut comes out again on all platforms on August 27th. And the Director's Cut basically is without all the bugs, but with, yeah. uh, with a little bit of extra content. I may play it again. It's a pretty good game. Um, Bard's Tale Classics on Game Pass right now. Okay. Uh, the entire trilogy. Okay. Um, Control comes out on all platforms same day, as well as World of Warcraft Classic for PC. See, I would pick up Control without a fucking thought in my brain, but Classic can go fuck itself. Now, yeah. I mean, outside of, I mean, if you if you play World of Warcraft, that's fine. And Classic's actually free with your subscription. So you can play the main game, uh, you know, in Classic if you really want to. Um, but for me, if I was to ever re-up well, my fucking subscription, I would play the main game and not Classic. Well's the game right now for people about a few years older than us that play casually and don't want to play anything else at this point? Yeah. I mean, the objectively, people that, the, having played both of these games... I think Final Fantasy fourteen is way better. Just just for me, because it it includes skill and positioning way more than I ever experienced in War, uh, World of Warcraft. Just yeah. just saying. If you want a if you want an MMO, trial Final Fantasy fourteen, it's great. Um otherwise there's not a whole lot of big stuff coming up soon. Gears on um, September 6th. Got Gears 5, September 6th. Uh, you got uh, the next Monster Hunter World expansion. Yeah, Iceborne. Uh, 
Iceborne coming on September 6th as well. You got Borderlands 3 on September 13th. Um, Borderlands 3 is, I mean, like I said before, no-brainer for me. I'm going to have it. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on September 20th for the Switch. Which is not bad. That's a, you know, that's a a link to the past uh, redo, basically. Yeah. Better graphics, uh, a couple extra features. It's it looks good. Um, for anybody who cares, Destiny's next expansion drops on October first. Mm, yay! Um, That's all I'll say for that. Yay. Call of Duty: Modern Warfare on October twenty fifth, and that's pretty much it <sighs> until we get to Christmas time. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So my there's big some, some other things, but I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, in the interest we'll, of sleep, I'm going to be silent. Yeah. We we will talk about we will talk about games more forth upcoming. Because be honest, anything scheduled for November or December right now could still be pushed. Right. My big three is Control, Borderlands Three, and The Outer Worlds. Those are the big yeah. three games. Those those are the ones that I'm looking forward to. Everything else is a sale to me. You know, just. I'll pick it up if it's on sale, but that's it. Right. So with that, uh, find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash RealTiltCast. Find friends of the show for the... Or, oh, okay, i got to start over. Oh, for wow. BMF, BMFCast.com, NoQuarters.net, TVGP.TV. They do great things, and Cabbage is soon to be on our site. Sweet. That's in the show. All righty. Peace.